trust the process. Trust the process. Ladies and gentlemen and sports fans of all ages, welcome to the Swear Word Party. Trust the process. Vancouver's sixth best Canucks-related show, but the number one Canucks 76ers NFL pro wrestling movies, TV, music, and pop culture extravaganza. Please welcome your hosts, Wyatt the Stanchion Arts and Jay Bowman. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Trust the Process, part of the Hockey Podcast Network, an awesome assembly of shows covering every team in the NHL and a whole lot more. Follow the network at HockeyPodNet on Twitter for new episodes of your favorite shows every day. And speaking of your favorite shows, welcome to TTP and welcome to the Swear Word Party. Bitch! I am Jordan Bowman and I'm joined as always by the Napoleon of writing, the Don Draper of pen and paper, the flightless bird of the written word, the guru of gifts, the flu game phoenix himself, Wyatt Arndt the stanchion. Wyatt, how are you doing today? Surviving. Surviving. I'm surviving. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I was Whiskey Y right now, but uh, yeah, I got the, got the vid. So I'm trying to power through it because uh, I know everyone misses my sultry tones. And uh, I sure as hell know you can't handle the show on your own. I mean, come on. Come on, the star power. Yeah, we right tried there. that once and uh, it never saw the light of day. It's true. It's in the vault. It's in the vault. Yeah. So, yeah, but how are you feeling? You feeling all right? Yeah, no, actually, I, I thought the um, stanchion they did, I really liked that one because it took me down a, a path of uh, that Ian Kidd jersey. Just like, yeah. Uh, it's just a fantastic find. Well, you hyped you know, that up really well, too. When you were talking <laughs> about it, like on Twitter before, like, oh, you got to read. Look at this. Look at you marketing yourself. You're going to have to see the stanchies to see what this jersey is. And I'm like, I fucking can't wait. Like, for you, <laughs> you, the, you know, know, all the jersey botches, all that sort of stuff, the stuff that you've seen and people sent to you, for you to be, folks, this is a humdinger. I, oh, edge of my seat. Yeah, because people were trying to guess. It's like, oh yeah, like Peter Schaefer. Like, no, 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 no. Like you know, it's it's way more than that level. So Dean, no, we said all the time. Joseph Baranek. It's like, yeah, no, that's just like, Bowman. Yeah. I would have said hello. Yeah, yeah. I was a you know saluted and gone about my day. But this is yeah, this was one. Of, this is my. I don't know how I was going to beat this one. Just like the the, the weirdness behind it. The, the, the one story game. behind it. Incredible. Yeah, and it's literally <laughs> the jersey, like jersey yep. off our back. That's like there. It's one of one, and not just because you had it made, because they had it made, and yeah, you wound up time. with it. <laughs> Not yeah. the guy who played the game. It's crazy. I will say I have looked at Ian Kicks. I want. I want. I'm trying to track him down. So I found out a couple of things. One, he sold off his NCAA. He won an NCAA championship. He sold off his ring. I saw it on an auction is he site. Okay. I was kind of... Before, like you start listing all the stuff. Oh, he is. Yeah. Off not, his... no. I assume he's okay. <laughs> yeah. It's just like a fucking MC Hammer thing. Where yeah, like, oh, no, he man. sold off all of his parachute pants. It's like, well, who knows? Like. 2016, maybe maybe didn't care. I don't know, but he sold it. But he maybe he did it to invest in a business because he runs a bakery now. So he has a bakery in Montana that he runs. What's the name uh, of the bakery? Let's plug him. Uh, I can't remember right now. Uh, but <laughs> I have reached out to him to see if, uh, to the bakery at least, say, hey, can you pass this on to your owner <laughs> to do an interview? Because I really want to talk to him about his time because there's also on Hockey Fights, he had one fight. There's no video of it. I want to ask him how it went. I got to know. <laughs> he and had he one controls fight. reality here. Where I'm sure there's no footage that exists at all. Right? And the only person who could refute it is the person he fought. So then we track that guy down at the bakery <laughs> that he this? owns. Two bakeries, I'm sure. And then yep. we ask him, hey, you're not I can't believe Kid was on our podcast. This is what he said about this fight. We could solve this age-old yeah, mystery. Yeah, I mean, like, also, like, he was a Penticton Knights legend. Like, people actually were saying on Twitter, like, I remember watching a him play, which is awesome. Knights legend! Yep. yep, yep, he had a... 
massive season. Like him and Joe Murphy played in the same team together, and like you know Joe Murphy had a really good NHL career, and like it's just it's it's a lot of fun. Whenever you put like you know I, I thought who would know this guy, but like he built connections to him, right? Because he played in the area, so it's just really neat to see yeah. everyone kind of have their stories. Sir, I'm telling you, chase that shit down. That's got to be a companion interview piece to that Stanchies, yep. like oh, that you actually that. like tracked him down yep. and stuff. Like that's amazing. Yeah, that's I'm gonna I'm gonna stand top of that. So yeah, I look forward to it. That's award winning. I think I'm look at right? that going. That's fucking that's yeah. something else. So no, that, that's my Emmy episode I'm gonna submit. So yeah. <laughs> right on, right on. Cool, cool. Um and uh yeah, we got uh sponsor corner. And now a word from our sponsor. Look at us. Look at us. See if meats can go to hell. They can burn in hell. <laughs> what? <laughs> See if meats can burn in hell. <laughs> the amount of time we waste on them. You know what? You know what? I, we're free now. Their burgers, mediocre. Wow. <laughs> See, I'm not quite ready to say that because I was the one pumping their tires for a good couple years here. So uh, maybe my time will come. But their burgers, you could do better. You know? I'm just <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, well, well, this person, uh, regular listener, I, I recognize the name uh, right away when he uh, reached out and, and messaged us, uh, who has gone to what tier, Wyatt, do we have featured on Sponsor Corner today? Uh, this, this is the Sponsorship Corner, the, the very first tier. It's not the humble tier. Yeah. It's just the, the Sponsorship tier, tier one. One day, maybe, we do this and your answer to that is, it's the third tier. We've got a co-host for the whole rest of the episode. It's Eddie Lack, everybody. Can you imagine he just dropped that? He would be the guy who's the coin. He's got, like, he's got the coin. Selling homes. Like he's a real estate agent. Yeah. He's living life. Throw a little scratch our way. Yeah. Come on, Eddie. We helped you out. We had Greek. We talked about you and no one else together. would. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. We, we played FIFA. We made your career, buddy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. But no, it's this tier one, which is fantastic. So, uh, sponsoring today's episode. Um, Willennium 3000 at St. Underscore Swithens underscore Day, also known as William Hutchison. Uh, he always brings the great questions, so as soon as I saw him reach out that he had uh, he was a sponsor of the show now, I was super excited. It's it's honestly awesome. Like, the fact that people are listening to the show and are willing to, to sponsor it is, uh, again, to, to the nature of the show, it's way better than Sam It's like, jokes aside, like, it's just nice that it's kind of the family thing. Yeah. Doing it, right? Like, it was, we love you guys listening to us. So oh, it's, uh, yeah. And it, you guys you guys aren't mediocre. Their burgers are. So, like, you guys are the real great I will meat. easily put our the trustees over the burgers at <laughs> yeah. Sam. I mean, that I'm not shy to do at all. Okay. Oh, without question. Sure. Okay. Uh, so he reaches out. He says, for my paid sponsorship, I would like to sponsor the 1994 film Little Giants starring Ed O'Neill and Rick Moranis. And let me tell you why. When I read that, oh, the fistus of pumps, man. I was so, I'm like, yes, not a problem. And I asked you before we started recording, we did about an hour of just friendship catch-up time, which this also is. Uh, but uh, I asked you if you had seen Little Giants, and I don't, I didn't quite know what to make of your reaction. Little Giants, to me, because I worked at Video Update, was one of those movies that when, you know, back when people rented videos, you know, on the weekends, parents would come in and storm the shelves. They would rent anything for their kids just to get their kids off their backs for just uh, two blessed hours, and they'd get anything. They'd grab it. What was usually left behind was Little Giants. That would just be sitting there on its own, staring out, and no one wanted to rent it. That's how I remember it. One of the one of the few movies that like no one just wanted anything to do with. They just they weren't they didn't buy into it. That's insane. Because you know what I remember about Little Giants? Watching that shit all the time when I was a kid. <laughs> I was a kid who played football. I loved Little Giants. Why? What time do we get together to start recording today? 
Uh, eight. About eight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wrapped up work around four thirty, five o'clock today. Uh, what do you think I did in that time? I swear, if you watch Little Giants, I watched I'm Little Giants up. Oh my God. tonight, oh my baby. God. You're, you're right. I love this. I've just sponsored. I love that movie too. It's great. Yes, it is and the same on Meats and Burgers. You know what? <laughs> I enjoyed it. It's it took me back. It's got hey, it's got some fucking jokes, man, and it's got layered characters. The layers of Ed O'Neill's character, heel, face, tweener, is absolutely incredible. Because the heart of Little Giants is the little bit of the identity crisis that uh, Becky O'Shea, uh, Rick Moranis' daughter, also known by her nickname. Come on, Wyatt. I know you remember this. Throwsy? Icebox. Oh, I was close. You were close. <laughs> Yeah. Throsy's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> she was known as Throsy. This is uh, where she's conflicted between being this tomboy, but also she gets the hots for uh, the new uh, hip, good-looking young quarterback in town, 90s heartthrob Devin Sawa. Oh, shit. Junior Floyd, the new kid in town <laughs> who's the quarterback of the team. And, no, oh, who's his single mom? Why, it's the childhood crush of recently not widowed because she left the family, Rick Moranis. So he gets back in with a love connection from the past there, too. This movie's got moves, Wyatt. If this was Ladybugs, I'd be diving in there with you. Okay, so but... I'm funny you mentioned that because uh, this firmly belongs in that era of 90s kids' movie yeah. sports heaters. They, yeah. when you say, hey, they don't make them like that anymore, they don't make them like this anymore. If there is ever a little subgenre of that, it's these, this run of movies. I'm talking your rookies of the year, your yeah, little yeah, big yeah. leagues, your Mighty Ducks one and two. Uh, Are you throwing Angels in the Outfield out, out there? Yeah, sure. He was not going to, he was not. <laughs> going to adopt JP. No fucking way. Danny Glover was also going to adopt Roger and JP. He was put on the spot and guilted into it. Yep. We all saw it. We did. It belongs in there sh- in there too. Uh, what's another one? Like a good spot. You said ladybugs. Yep. Yes. They do yep. not make them like this anymore. But like, so Ed O'Neill doesn't draft uh, Becky the icebox even though she's the best because she's a girl. So you're like, fuck this guy. And then throughout the course of the movie, while she's going through her little identity crisis of I'm this tomboy, but I also want to be taken seriously by this cute boy that I like, he's giving her like good uncle advice, which at first is like, oh, he's just trying to manipulate her and get her off of the rival football team to get her to quit because she's their best player. But no, he's actually just supporting his niece. And she asks him at one point uh, after a conversation, do you think I'm pretty? Yeah? And he's like, no, I don't. I think you're beautiful. It is such a touching moment. And it's a real moment. And I'm like, he's not manipulating her. He's just like actively trying her to get to follow her heart. It's it's quite something, man. This is this is (laughs) See it's the thing about great movies. They've got those layers where even after you've seen it, probably no lie fifteen times like I have, uh, you, you realize it, so. Yeah. Okay. Little Giants, 1994. Go watch it. Find it. Okay. I, I need a little bit of a, a moment to get... <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff. John Madden's in it. Emmett Smith. Bruce Smith. You like them. Uh, yeah. Uh, he also wants us to give a shout-out to uh, to Greg, uh, or as we may know him, at Greg in Lad Wasson 
on uh, Twitter. I definitely recognize that. Um, and yes, yeah, says that uh, Greg's gone through a, a little bit of hard times recently. He claims to have maxed out his real world stats in uh, dexterity, but he recently injured his back taking the recycling out. I mean, Brent Sopel threw his back out picking up a cracker. Yeah. Uh, it, it, uh, it happens to people when they've, you know, they've got nothing left in the tank, right? Like, you know, it's over now at this point. Um, maybe we can give him a night. We can raise money for a nice chair for him. They can sit down. Yep. Uh, he can kind of sit there. And uh, I'm trying to dress this up for him because I know he paid us to, to give props to his friend. But that's just kind of sad to me. That's, I don't know. But no, here's the great thing about Greg. People throw out their backs all the time. You know, you get older, a, a bad sneeze will do you in, or you sleep wrong on it, or you bend over to tie your shoes. How'd this guy hurt his back? How'd this hero hurt his back? Recycling. Trying to save the planet. So if it's going to happen, guess. it's the best way for it to happen. So, you know, not I mean, self, not selfishly. Does it, does it hurt that bad? Can you not walk it off a bit? I mean, I just... Yeah, well, the thing here about it that also is pretty tough is I hear uh, he's a big basketball player. Loves basketball, and this is now sidelined him. He's known around the courts wide, apparently, as uh, the big township. No, that I respect. That is the first thing I respect about him right now. I love that he loves basketball. I'm on board now. I wasn't on board with Greg first. Like He likes our show. That's one. Yeah. To throw out your back in the recycling, I was like, all right, I don't know about this guy, but basketball, I'm on board with Greg. There's, there's more about big township I'd like to share with you if you want to kind sure, of fill of in some of the gaps. Our listeners can get to know Greg a little bit better. Uh, and it's great for, you know, for, for William to go to bat for his friends so much. Uh, but he also says that uh, you know, big fan of birds. He's got a uh, he's got a parrot named Spock because he's a huge Star Trek guy. I don't know what that does for you. There, okay, the memoir from Patrick Stewart just came out. Like we can get him a copy of that. It's a great book. Talks about his time in Star Trek. Uh, I think we can do a Star Trek quiz one of these weeks. Oh, like, I'd be, I, think this I is would great. Star yeah. Trek quiz with uh, with Greg in Lad Wasson for free. Absolutely, 100%, right? Yeah. We'll offer that to him. Right, that's uh, perfect. There you and go. And you want to see me get humbled? This guy knows his Trek. Right, he yeah, knows his phasers and his uh, ensigns. He knows all that shit. So I'm sure he knows all the protocol. He knows not to wear a red shirt when you go on an don't away mission. It. Am I right? You don't <laughs> Am do I right? it. Um, and then uh, yeah, but he says other than basketball, not really much of a sports guy. Doesn't care for any of those sports uh, really. Um, you know, we can't wait to see how the Smash Mouth uh, challenge, the All Star challenge, ends up uh, ending. But he also doesn't know that song really well because he's a big country music guy. Loves his JRFM. So he's a country guy? Huge country guy. Even though he's the big township, he's a big country guy. Now, normally I would love to play some of the big hits. Obviously, we both would love to play that for him. Uh, but licensing gets in the way of that. We, we don't do want to get in trouble. Wild Wild West has taught us a lesson. Yeah, we got Will Smith. So, uh, you know, we got Artlist, though. So, um, you know what? I think I, I got a song here. It's a country song from Artlist. Uh, it is country song, and it's, it's royalty-free. We own the rights to it. We can play it as much as we want. This is now Greg's personal song. Wow, that is not that's not part of the sponsorship tier that you get a personalized song. So Greg, country music, Star Trek, loving super fan. You're getting a song called uh Just Another Honky Tonk. Just another honky tonk, another lonely night. One And a heartbroken sunrise. Wow, that is not just any other song. It's an is that one of those ironic titles? Because that's special. Uh, 
it's not just another honky tonk. That is the honky tonk to me. So yeah, that's the definitive honky tonk. If we can, I don't know, write a letter to Art List. They're royalty free, so no one's going to sue us if we change the name of it. Right? That's how it works. That's how I'm pretty sure. I haven't looked at the contract yet, but I, I'm going to safely assume that's how it works. So Greg. I know your back is hurt from taking out the recycling, but hopefully having your very own uh, theme song on our show, which is called The Definitive Honky Tonk, uh, I hope that does something to, to soothe some of your pain, Big Township. The show is also uh, available on Spotify, on iTunes. <laughs> Can you imagine Save Beats listening now? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> hey, they don't know we stopped sponsoring them in two. Yeah. Uh, they're like, how they, they, went so, they went to bat for these other guys so hard. Yeah. They're going to be upset with us. They are going to be. They are going to be. All right, where are we? Where, where can you find us? <laughs> uh, Spotify, Twitter, doesn't matter when you listen to the show because... Anytime is a good time for the swear word party. All right, Wyatt, little Canucks in seven? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wyatt, the Canucks' uh, up and down uh, road continues. Uh, they've they've regressed officially. It's happened. They've fallen back to earth. They are no longer the angels of hockey. They are mere mortals. Um, I know we all thought one God was one of us, just a slob like one of us, but they are just humans after all. Wow. <laughs> Fucking Joan Osborne had it figured out. <laughs> She knew. She knew. Didn't get the respect <laughs> she deserved. Uh, a lot of storylines uh, dominating a lot of things right now. I think probably yep. the biggest one, uh, Kuzmenko v. Tockett. It's crazy. You have, well, I mean, there's so many angles to this. One is, you know, last year there was chalk of like, maybe you trade this guy because everyone saw the shooting percentage. Uh, and that was before you thought, like, can you get along with the coach? You're like, hey, there's something to be said about getting this guy juicing his stats and trading him for something to help the team like, on defense or whatever. But, no, yeah, the, I understand that because he was very exciting last season. I don't think anyone was too angry they kept him. Because, like, those kind of forward-thinking moves of, like, you just trade this guy now isn't a big – that's not a Canuck problem. That's an NHL problem. They don't really do those sort of yeah. things. So the team wasn't going to be cutting edge on that. So, fine, they kept him. But then Rick Tockick and him are now – like, he has become gold open in the sense of, like, he can do no right – uh, he looked confused out there. Talkic is visibly frustrated getting questions about it. And people are so like, you hear the questions I ask, like, try to be so gentle. Um, you, you said Kuzmenko needs yeah. to work on a few things. It's like the thing where you get your hands in your pockets and you're kind of twisting yeah. your foot and your head's kind of down. Like your, I guess that Kevin James picture that I was making. I was like, yeah, I was just kind of wondering, like, if you wouldn't. Yeah. Like I know you want him to try to forecheck harder and he only got nine minutes tonight, but... Is, is there anything you think he can do to kind of get his game better? <laughs> it's just like, okay, who are you or... doing? That's what I'm asking. That's what I'm really thinking now. <laughs> yeah. No one will know. You did that so well. I'm like, yeah. I know someone. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, that's so, and, you know, talking as far as, and Kuzmenko, like I once mentioned how I don't, this guy, don't think this guy could ever be unhappy, but he's clearly unhappy now. <laughs> like you, you talk to him in the media, and he's just like, yeah, I know. I have to forecheck, forecheck. I get it. I get it. And, but he's just like, oh, he doesn't know. Yeah. <laughs> If you knew, you you do it or do it poorly, and but at least the effort is there. I mean, that's the thing though. Like with with Kuzmenko, he was never going to be that 
guy. Like that's what I understand. Like he he was brought in for his offensive talent, and like I think it was Daniel uh, G sent on Twitter and sent like his KHL highlights to me, and he, he spun just as much then. But back then, like he would spin once, and then you see the Russian. You know, beer lakes. The guy spins and just move. You're kind of like ah, whatever, go for it. Like you just don't. You're like he's got the lane. He beat me, and they don't try and get back in the play. And there's so much ice out there. Like he would spin and get his way to the net so much, and he's still trying to do that in the NHL, but it's not working because it's you know. Ice is a lot smaller. Teams are going to crack down on you, and you can't get that to, to happen as much anymore. Especially when you're not playing with Pedersen, who can create room for you. So now he's stuck on this bottom line. Those guys aren't creating room for him. They're not going to finish passes, so he has to kind of drive his line. I don't think he can drive a line. I think mm. he's a tremendous passenger player. Yeah, but he can't. Garland will get into. It. He can drive a fucking line. We'll talk about him in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Kuzmenko can't draw, drive, drive a line. Maybe that. Maybe you put Garland and Kuzmenko together. Maybe I just solved the fucking problem. I don't think there's any maybe about it, folks. <laughs> yeah. You know what a Corolla needs? A fucking passenger. Uh, so we'll <laughs> Yeah, they don't make single-seater Corollas. <laughs> yeah, they have side seats for a reason. Uh, yeah, so you look at Kumego, and it's like, I don't know what he's going to do to get in his good books. Like, is he gonna, you want him to be a fighter? You want him to be a defensive player? Like, I know there's a certain level of defense you want your players to get, but, it's like, with JT Miller... You know, that's the, the top scenario of letting someone get offense at the expense of defense. Because he still has, you know, moments where he's he's sacrificing defense for offense. Yeah. But he's scoring, so you let it go. I think Kuzmenko has it in there where you can kind of sacrifice a bit of defense for the offense. But obviously, you, you want him to be better at the defensive side of things. But you hear Taka say, like, oh, when he misses assignment, then the next guy misses assignment, it starts building up and everyone falls apart. Which is correct. But you see someone like Jolson, like I, I've seen that guy chase for hits and do the exact same thing, but he's just chasing for a hit. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden his team's in a position and they're running around their own zone. So it's like, it does feel like, I've, I've said in the show before, is it tough love from Taka? Does he think Kuzmenko has it in him? Or does he actually think Kuzmenko is the only guy doing these kinds of mistakes? Yeah. It's like, that's what I kind of want to know rather than like, it's just, I don't know. And because like right now you've got a $5 million asset that is spiraling and now has very little value. And is it now going to become a case of where like you just are happy to move on from him and just get rid of him? Like, is that the end game of this? Cause then you will go back to that earlier point of maybe they just should have fucking traded him and talk. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, he was never going to be a talking player. Cause talking, talked about North South fucking all the time. The minute he joined the fucking team. Yes. Like, it was, was clear. He, we, what they were getting and what his plan and focus would be. So also yep. clear that if you are not, nor have you ever been that type of player, it's going to be a bit of an uphill battle for you. 100%. So, I mean, again, there's still time. Like, hockey, I think we get caught in the moment, so maybe Kuzmenko can figure it out. But, like, even, like, he played, like, what, nine minutes last game, and, like, he was out chance, like, uh, badly when he was on the ice. And I don't think he played particularly terribly, but, like, he's now on a line with two other guys that don't play his same style. And I, sh- I guess Talkin wants him to play their style, but I don't think that's in his game, right? I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, I know he got Hoaglander to kind of turn his game around a bit as well, but, like, Kuzmenko is still, like, they still have him on PP1, so they know his skill yes. set works really well in that sense. But it's just, it's it, to me, it is kind of incredible to see how little Tockett trusts Kuzmenko uh, at 5-5. Five and five. And it's also, like, as a fan watching it, you know, knowing this is kind of unfolding, the level of scrutiny that I find I'm having watching, like, Kuzmenko's shifts now. Every little thing, I'm like, oh, is that is that the last time I'm seeing him tonight? Oh, is that going to get him on the bench? And is there going to be a new talking point after this game? Like every little thing. I'm not watching him because I'm excited about some crazy move he's going to do. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's completely changed just watching him as a fan. Compared to last year, last year like it was he was one of the most exciting parts of the team. And again, you're not going to run your team based on what excites the fan. Like that shouldn't be the number one thing. But as a talking point, you're right. It's such a difference from what we saw last year where like it was Kuzmania and it was so much fun versus this season. And we all knew regression was coming for him as well. Like his... 
He's a low-volume shooter. Like, Toffoli shoots the fuck out of the puck, gets goals. Kuzmenko didn't shoot a lot, but he still got all those goals last year, and we knew it would be worse. But, like, it does feel like he's, like, almost shooting less now. Like, I don't again, I think it gets in your head. Like, if you if you never know what your coach is going to be mad about. Like, Goldobin said the same thing in his time under Green, right? That he just never knew, like, he stopped knowing what to do, and, like, he got in his own head, and he's doing fine in the KHL. But, like, that's a guy that never kind of made it under these types of coaches. And Green and Tokic are buddies. They kind of have similar styles. So... Like, it's hard not to wonder if, like, Kuzmenko is just kind of playing himself either off the Canucks or out of the league. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, we'll see how we'll see how that unfolds game after game, I guess. What about uh, Connor Garland? I said, uh, yeah. You mentioned the Toyota. <laughs> well, because, like, people have been kind of, like, the, well, the one mention from Beast Mode on Twitter was, like, referencing him to, to Brandon Sutter and Louis Erickson, which, like, that was such bullshit because like those guys have like peaked at, like twenty two points in a season, twenty nine points in a season. Garland's had a fifty point season yeah. or fifty two and a forty six point season. Dude just hates Garland. Like it's I, he just hates Garland. It's, it's I think clear, just... like <laughs> yeah. there's no change in this person's mind, no matter how many points you make. Like okay, and I'm not gonna say you have like an agenda, but you have a belief and you're gonna stick to it no matter what. Yeah, but it's not just him too. Like there is a, a group of people like, that look at just points, and points are a good indicator of a lot of things. But you look at just points. You're going to be frustrated. Like he's not producing this year, but like he's a playing in a bottom six role. He's not getting power play time. So five and five scoring overall for the team has been an issue. Like not just him. So all of a sudden you're taking away his, a, a really good avenue to get points, which is the power play. Which I agree, they don't need him on PP one at all. Maybe throw on PP two, whatever. But that's still you're lucky to get thirty seconds on the second unit most nights, right? So for him, you know he doesn't have those avenues to score. So now he's just going to be on your bottom line. If the fact that he is on a bottom six and he's driving a line, how many years do the Canucks have? Like eight years where there was no one in the bottom six that could drive a line. Yeah. Like, like they were just a, a jumbled mess of Lamicos and, and whatever and high moors and they would just throw him out there. Like Tyler Gravich, like the gravy train. Like I tried to pump these guys up, but they weren't long for the league. <laughs> you, hey, you did everything you could. <laughs> I could. The gravy train is a great name. It's fantastic. I'm sorry, but if you, that's all I could do yeah. for you. <laughs> But then, like, Tyler Mott was the best of the bunch, and even he wasn't driving a line. He was just getting breakaways and not scoring. But at least you were like, hey, that guy's fast and gets breakaways. Like, that was the best of the best. Garland is driving these lines. He's setting, he's setting up chances for his, his line mates. He's playing well defensively. For a guy that is so small, that guy is so hard to get off the puck on the boards. Yeah. Like, incredible. And he draws penalties. He pisses the other team off. I still haven't figured out how he does it. But he pisses them off because they're always mad at him. Like, he is cross-checked more than Pedersen. It makes no sense. That's what I like about just following you and, and seeing what you put out on Twitter and stuff is that uh, you say those things and then look at that conveniently right there, a GIF with video evidence of what you're yeah, saying. Just, like, yeah, there it is. Yeah, that, I mean, that was a – I will fully admit that couldn't have worked out better in terms of my pro-Garland PR for him to have one of his best games of the season. Yeah. <laughs> Like that timed it perfectly. But why you gotta just latch but it's you gotta ride that oh, wave yeah. when it happens and be like, Oh, I'll own it when it goes down the way. Like I have no problem oh, yeah. with that. But I do I do fully like, I'm not lying when I say like I think this is this he's a good player, like on your team. And yeah, five million is a lot, and I get that. And if they want to trade him, fair fucks. I'm not saying they can, I'm not saying he's a core piece, but this is a guy that has been really effective in your bottom six and you know if you put guys with him, maybe the pie suitor comes back and has a bit more of a scoring touch. He starts getting more assists now because Garland's there. Uh, and maybe Kuzmenko, maybe that is the end game. You put Kuzmenko with Garland, he can get him going. Because, like, honestly, if I'm looking at that, and I know Garland can drive a line and create room, I think Kuzmenko can maybe do something with that. Or maybe he gets inspired by Garland being a fucking beast on the wall. Who knows? Right? Gets like, ins- and listen to you. Gets inspired <laughs> by Garland being a beast on the wall. That, look, not- again, I've said it before. You're, you're, you're in the rain. You're trying to catch the bus. And then your friend pulls up in their Toyota Corolla. You're fucking excited. Ecstatic. <laughs> you get in. You're ecstatic. Right? 
You're not saying to yourself, oh, I wish it was a nicer car. You're just fucking happy there's a ride here that you can depend on. Yeah. Like, that, that's, Connor, that's the Connor Garland experience. And you know you're going to have moderately comfortable faux leather or whatever in there. Whatever yeah, it's not going to be heated seats, but it's good enough. Yeah, you know what? There's going to be responsive <laughs> controls of that seat to move it back and adjust yep. it, right? Reliable yep. controls. Nothing wrong with that car at all. It works, and it gets the job done, and it can drive you places. So what more do you need from a player? So... I am looking forward to seeing what they can do with uh, Connor, Connor Garland. Garland. Like, he works. <laughs> yeah, he works. He works. <laughs> well, he's kind of always leading because, like, I think, obviously, I think he would have designs as being a top six player. And I think he probably still thinks he is, and he could be. But when they talked to him today, even today, he was kind of talking about, like, hey, man, like, I'm not worried about the points. I just want to be, you know, effective player on the team. So for a guy that had asked for a potential trade earlier, and now it seems like that's kind of changed a bit, it is nice that he's kind of maybe finding his groove with the team, right? So it's... I don't know. I just have I have zero issues with Connor Garland. Like when I was seeing on the ice, I don't visibly flinch. There are certain players when they get in the ice, I'm like, oh. But the money he gets paid, Wyatt. Do you realize how much money he gets paid and how that's totally his fault? And again, that's the Jim Benning, you know, legacy, yeah. right? Like, what can you do with that? And again, like he his value, like expensive wingers that don't put up points aren't going to get you a lot in the league. Like that's so it's hard to even get something in trade. So you're either so you get at this point be like, hey, move on from that money, which fair enough. But if you don't have a plan for that money, then. I don't see a point of it right now. Like, you're not going to bank this guy off and get, like, you know, a first round or a second rounder. No. You, so it's just like, you're just hopeful to get him off your books at that point. And then at this point, yeah. I mean, again, we've seen them do it before. They cleared money to, to bring in other play, like to bring in uh, Zadorov. So it, it can be done. Maybe that's something they're looking at. But overall, like, whenever I watch the, the team, like, Connor Garland's the last of my worries. Yeah, I was sad I've been uh, out of town and I, we didn't get to do an episode when the Zadorov trade went down because that would have been fun to uh, to talk about. bit surprising. I mean, I know we had reported to you that Chris Tanev would be coming from the from the Calgary Flames. <laughs> well, I think his camp, like they were saying, like the rumors, like his camp thought it was him too. Like, can you imagine? They just pop their head, hey, boys, trade. Chris, keeps, like, get back in his bag. He keeps getting <laughs> fucked over by the Canucks. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'll wait for my contract offer, and oh, I guess they're not going to offer me one, so I'll go do something else. And, all right, you're going to get traded back. Okay, good. Banning's gone. Let's do this. And then, you know, other guy gets traded. Well, I, I picture it like the Oscars where someone thinks they're going to win. Like, he's buttoning his jacket up to stand up for the trade. And they walk in. It's like, no, no, it's his door off. And he has to sit down again. And, like, he's sad. Like, no, man, it wasn't you. Disingenuously claps while he's in that little yeah. split-screen box with four other disappointed the, the people. The forced smile on his face. Like That's the best acting yeah. you're going to see all year from any of these actors are, yep. hey, happy for you. I, I didn't want it to be me. I didn't want to win Best Supporting Actor. Are you kidding me? No way. Yeah, yeah, but I think like, Zdorov, like we've talked about like uh, online, like he is a, a chaotic guy, but he has that size that GMs love, and I think in the playoffs it would be kind of fun to watch him. And he's been perfectly fine so far. It's just everyone with him is like, what's the next contract going to be, right? Yes. Like, how much does he want? Because that was his thing with Calgary. He wanted a term. Uh, I don't think the Canucks will have a problem giving him a term. It's just how much does he want? Does he want north of four million? Then you're in trouble. Um, mm-hmm. Even like three point five. Three point probably three point five is probably then a safe spot for him. Uh, but obviously anything higher than that, you're kind of like, uh-oh, this is this is Yeah, trouble. especially if there's any sort of Garland deal where there's no way another team's just going to eat that cap yeah. entirely without the Canucks having to like retain a piece. So even if you are able to move on from that contract a little bit, it is only going to be a little bit and probably not enough to uh, do it a big extension. Yeah, so I think they just got to be play it safe. But you know, for from what it looks like, Zadorov's always liked Vancouver, and maybe he's just happy to be wanted, and he'll just accept a deal that kind of works for him. So we'll see how it plays out. But you know, it was a it was a smart move for a team that needed help on defense. Like 
Zadorovic play either side. Like I am tired of the Noah Jolson experience. I don't know what Talkett loves about him. I know he's a physical player, mm-hmm. but he just makes a lot of mistakes. Like I don't know. I don't think his reads are good on the ice. So it's like I get that he's platooning and Carson Susie comes back, he kind of drops down, but you know, injuries happen. It's not like he's going away. Like Noah Jolson seems to be the first call up for the team if something happens. Right? Yeah, so which like, gives you apprehension whenever there is like any type of injury, knowing like, oh, this is who we're gonna have step up. So you're even more worried about something like that happening. And I don't know what was wrong with Mark Friedman. I love Mark Friedman. I don't know what happened to him. I don't know why we can't work this him back in the lineup. I don't know why Jolson. I don't. I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but again, you know, obviously, I'm just a dumb dumb online. Who knows what talk is putting into it? But from the outside looking in, Jolson is just a guy that doesn't really impress me as an NHL defender. Yeah, fair. Uh, other things have happened with the Canucks uh, recently, and this is one that I'm sure excites you greatly. Is there have been some bonus uh, skate games? Uh, thrown in there that aren't part of the regular skate schedule. And I'd say the free the skate is the the strongest it's ever been. Everything has been leading up to this. I've talked about it in the stanchies. Like, you go to the game, the fucking T markers or the skates on it. There's skate logos everywhere, which is a far cry from three years ago when Finn couldn't even have a, a skate flag, right? Like, there was nothing. You they were just like that. they. They were just like, here, here's your stupid skate. It was so like looking down their nose at us. But I don't know what's changed because I know I've heard allegedly that Eccolini hated the skate, does not enjoy it. I assume money talks with him. Mm-hmm. He seems to like money. So I assume the merch sales alone have just been incredibly one-sided for the skate. Uh, so perhaps they're leaning into it. And I think when you hear around the league and you see the PR from like other teams, other players talking about how great the skate yeah. is, it's hard to ignore that, right? Yep. Like, And just in, in terms of change alone, that's what made the heart makes, you know, the absence makes the heart go fonder. Like, if the skate came back for 20 years and they switched it down the line, that's fair Fox, man. Like, that's kind of how sports work. You kind of go through rotations. I get it. Breach the, the Orca. Your... Breach the Orca. Yeah. yeah, maybe if we want to, who knows, right? I, I, sure, why not? Like, change is fun. And I like different eras having different looks. So, for me, I think it's the skate's time. Um, the announcement today of the Canucks having a new uh, helmet, I, I looks like it's going to be a chrome blue one. Uh, you know, they're getting in on that chrome, and that makes me kind of like, uh-oh. Because when they went to the matte black helmet, I'm like, oh, fuck. That, this oh, is, that's... This, it's like putting they a hat went on opposite a hat, of the chrome look, but yeah, it's a, like a hat on a hat that looks great. Like we didn't yeah. think the look could get any fresher or tighter, but goddamn, those yeah, those matte blacks. They invested in in helmets for the skate. I felt for sure the fact that they might have chrome blue helmets now. I'm like, uh oh, like that's the first <laughs> first victory for the the orca in a long time. Yeah, like this first sign of it's life. Punch, like they landed it's, it's the been jab. a couple rounds, but it's starting to punch yeah. back now. It's getting a second. Yeah, they punched back finally, and I don't like it. So I'm like, what what stayed your corner? So we'll see what happens. But overall, I, I do feel that the skate, like the players, all love it. Quinn Hughes is like firefighters thing. I know the colors are more fun, but like it's it's the skate thing, like. Too unexplained. Like, even the wording the Jeff Patterson day is like, the Canucks are not aware of any other, like, skate games that are coming. They're, like, they're still hedging their bets. Like, hey, maybe there might be, like, they're not definitively saying there's no more extra skate games. Like, it's, I don't know. And those black pads, honestly, on, on Casey yeah. Smith, we see how delightful those look. Shut out. Like, yeah. yeah. Delightful as a fan, crazy <laughs> intimidating for an opposing player. Can't, what can you do against that? Nothing. It scares you, so... Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm excited about the the future because again I I never thought free the skate would give us more than a couple of games yeah. and the fact it could be a full time jersey yeah. just coach reaming out his players for not being able to score what the fuck coach I don't understand we're scared look at the pads <laughs> yeah where does the puck go where does it stop where does it start we don't know they don't know we're rattled coach it's tough for us <laughs> as professional athletes to admit this but we're rattled because <laughs> yeah. of the pads he's wearing yep next thing you know we're so used to the white NHL ones NHL trying yep. to ban them and yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, we, we just, yeah, imagine one of these skate games that just completely flipped the script and came out in the white skate. 
Can you imagine, like, that would be the wrestling way to do it? Not say a single word. Yeah. And all of a sudden they pop out. Uh, I mean, I don't trust it. There would be leaks. This fucking city oh, would yeah. be tons of leaks. But if they get a colder shit and not say, they would have to have someone produce them in, like, a basement somewhere, say nothing to anybody, then show oh. up in the locker room five minutes before the game, be like, hey, boys, switch over. Oh. <laughs> Can you imagine they come out to that? Oh. <laughs> Led by Ian Kidd. <laughs> <laughs> With bread in both hands. <laughs> hey, hold on. Freshly baked bread. Freshly baked bread. He's yeah, not the just carrying bread a Dempster's and a McGavin's in <laughs> no. each hand. No, no, it's his bread from his oh. bakery. It's like a rosemary thyme sourdough. I know what he's doing. Yeah, like walnuts <laughs> in it. Yeah, this guy's going to town. <laughs> oh man, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, thinking more and more that uh, yeah, skate's going to be back permanently. Which again, we've kind of gone back and forth on this, you and I, a couple times, which I'm fine with. I kind of like the colorway they have now, and the skate being a kind of a change up. Uh, or I guess a curveball would probably be slider. Pardon, a slider. A yeah, slider. you're yeah. right. It's <laughs> the skate jersey is 100 percent a slider. <laughs> good, uh, good call. Uh, so coming up for the Canucks, I uh, got uh, Hurricanes uh, later tonight. Probably if this is out on Saturday. Then this week they've got the Lightning, the Panthers, the Roberto Luongo. Uh, re- Jer- or, sorry, not Jersey retirement game. Uh, the Ring of Honor sure, game. But yep, yep. Uh, yeah, so big week for the Canucks. I just think of the games. I'm tired. I have to work. I have to work tonight. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> it's all right. We try our best. <sighs> yeah, but uh, you're still covering uh, Stanchies this week. You're still hanging in. Yeah, I'll, I'll be on tonight. I'm going to try and take a game off next week. But yeah, I'll, I'll be be covering the game. Say, I just want to say. I know I kind of said it before. Cody's doing a fantastic job. Yeah, I. I, I Really close to my mic. Yeah, I think he's been doing great. Sorry, Jay. And post having so close uh, to his <laughs> mic because he believes the point that much. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Cody's been fantastic. I, I love having him get a chance to do it. So uh, he's another guy that's got a nine to five job and has to pull this off. So I have that like, like workman's respect for him. As oh well. yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, right on. Cool. Um, sweet. You want to tell? What do you want to talk about? A little NFL. A little. Well, this is Greg. Greg loves basketball. We gotta uh, go. Let's. Yeah. We gotta go six. We gotta go six. Can't let him. Greg. He's been waiting and we waiting can't for let the him basketball. Down. Big, yeah, big township, yeah. big basketball guy. All right, let's talk about uh, a little bit of seventy sixers. Sir, uh, in the last several days, Joel Embiid went off for 50 points. Uh, Tyrese Maxey previously this season went off for 50 points. Uh, things are looking great, at least individually, for Joel Embiid in the last little bit for the uh, for the Sixers. Uh, yeah, that 50-point game was delightful. It, is, it brought back the uh, – there's always, like – the thing I like about basketball, I'm sure Greg knows this too, is that there's always, like, a random stat that, like – you know, Jokic is like the best ever to do it, or Embiid's the best ever to do it. Like, I don't know, Embiid's is like forty points plus. Like, it's a random like, who's gotten more forty points, seven assists, yeah, eleven rebound yes. games than Joel Embiid? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar <laughs> did it three times. Bill Russell did it once, and then that's it. Nobody else yeah. in history. I'm like Jesus. <laughs> It's it's, just, it's fun to have that many stat lines because they always put together these random stats where it's like, this guy's obviously oh, the greatest of all yeah. time. Like, okay. <laughs> I love Joel. Basketball but like, really like... goes off on it, though. What was I? Uh, well, 
slide a little uh, football in here, but the Steelers lost to the Patriots on Thursday Night Football. And why? Do you know that the Steelers are the first uh, over 500 team to lose consecutive games to teams that are at least eight games below 500 in a season? Did you know that? What does that even mean? <laughs> yeah. What kind of metric yeah, is that? Yeah, it means you got the yips, and you lost to two shitty teams, and you lost a quarterback. But, yeah, those Embiid versus, uh, you know, uh, Jokic stats and just the Embiid's the first in history to do this, like, they really, really cherry pick. Oh, yeah, we're saying that as people who appreciate Embiid. It's just, you know, relax. I mean, then point, 50 points is a fantastic game. That's what it comes down yeah. to. I'm sure Greg saw it, but, like, it was it was a great game. Yeah, maybe he recorded it. And he's well, he's probably recorded it. He watched it, and he wants to watch it again and cherish it. Um, you know, other news in the NBA: the the in season tournament uh, really caught fire, and people are super into it. Has any of this reached you? Have you been caught up in any in season tournament fervor? I saw LeBron James like the timeout he called that, or the timeout was called that was really controversial. <laughs> that yeah, that's a word for it, especially when everyone's like, and uh, oh fuck, who was Kevin Durant? Yeah, that game was like, yeah, league wants him to win it anyway, so okay. <laughs> I like how the, of all the people that the ring chaser is getting mad about shit. <laughs> Sir, you've been the last person to talk. Uh, yeah, no, clear. And the, but the Lakers still they beat the shit out of the uh, the Casuari in uh, the semifinals there. Like they Pelicans didn't even belong in that game at all. But uh, the Indiana Pacers, man, what a fun team they've been to watch, and I've been loving watching them uh, run through the eastern side of the bracket as this exciting team. I don't even want to call them like plucky underdogs because they're having a good... Oh, call them little giants. Yeah, they're little giants out there. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't think anybody is outside of L.A. Is, isn't rooting for the Pacers. Sorry, what, what, you, said you think everyone's... I would think everybody's going to be pulling for the Pacers over the Lakers here, except for, like, massive, massive Laker fans in L.A. Ah, fuck the Pacers. I want LeBron to Do win. Do you it. really? Uh, oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, give it to him. Oh, yeah. Well, he's he's your goat, right? More, so, more fuel to my fire for my argument yeah. about Michael Jordan Michael with Jay. Oh, and you know what? <laughs> what did like, Michael that win is exactly tournament? what's going to take over is Michael Jordan never won in his season tournament. <laughs> right? Okay, so they both captained the monster, the, uh, the, the Toon Squad to victories yeah. uh, when they they were quite overmatched, so they're one for one there. But I do admit, Michael led his better. <laughs> like that, Matt, this is special secret water. <laughs> his special stuff. When whatever. he stretched his arm, he understood what you know Toon Land was about. He yeah, just fully encapsulated that, was a that world and learned how to manipulate the physics and reality of that world. LeBron could never. I'm sorry. I mean, LeBron brought them together better. Uh, Michael still like that's the thing. Michael's like, fuck this. I I gotta go tune. To get this done. Yeah, LeBron traveled across the cinematic multiverse. <laughs> yeah. LeBron was in, what was it, the Mad Max Fury Road? I didn't say, man, that uh, Space Jam New Legacy, there was some bullshit in there, but they also had some good stuff in that movie. Oh, they sure did. It was, it was solid. Yeah. Uh, so Sixers currently sitting uh, fourth in the standings, 14 and seven. Again, looking up at the Celtics and Bucks, which we assumed would happen. And then, uh, yeah, the Orlando Magic surging. Uh, Kelly Oubre Jr. finally back. From his getting hit by a car. From his accident? Don't, you question, no, the question tells don't you, nope. you even. It ha- I just had a leading tone. I- Back from his accident? <laughs> That's all I'm saying. It happened. His BMX accident? <laughs> Reddit is a, like, they are going into this. Trying to, like, there's like, they researched, there were like six BMX parks in that area. Uh, he had a BMX bike on the it's camera, of the house camera. <laughs> I'm like he's hey he's been a great addition to the team, but you're going to this level of scrutiny for Kelly Oubre Jr. Guy said he got hit by a bike. You take his word for it. 
Someone said, like, oh, he got hit by a car, a parked car. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I couldn't believe when the ring, the doorbell cam footage came yeah, out. That's so Madness. Up. Absolute madness. Um, oh. Yeah. But uh, Sixers got a big win against the Hawks, uh, their last game yep. they played, which always good to beat the Hawks. I'm never going to forget that. Anytime they beat Trey, I'm excited. Well, you see Austin Reeves, or Austin Rivers, sorry, coming out and talking about uh, he's got nothing positive to say about Philly for how dirty they did his dad, Doc Rivers. He will, he will never say anything positive about the 76ers based on how dirty they did his dad. Your dad can't fucking coach. Are you shitting me? <laughs> yeah. It took like three generational players to carry him to a fucking ring with Boston. Are you shitting me? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, that's – oh, whatever. I I did I did notice that uh, Ben Simmons is out with a back injury. <laughs> I could – yeah. The wildness. Wildness. Just, um, and, Every time. and then a little bit more leaked in the last bit about uh, the James Harden situation with Daryl Morey and the contract and everything where James said that he was, you know, promised a max contract and everything. But if that's all the case, like props to Daryl Morey for not being on the hook for that and making a smart business decision, whatever he told him. Oh, well, again, end of the day, Harden's not a max player and whatever he did tell him, it is business. Like, yeah, it, it feels for the two people who know each other that much, it felt like an extreme reaction, but maybe that's part of it. Maybe Harden felt like the one guy who would never do that because yeah. Morey had always had his back. Maybe that's what yeah. came into this. Like, it was like a it was like a Paul Heyman moment. He betrayed him, like pulled him off the ladder. He's like, what the oh, fuck? Heartbreaking. <laughs> heartbreaking. Um, all right. Uh, I want to move into uh, halftime and then some captain's corner and do some questions and then uh, roll out. Can we just mention Sean McDermott really quick? <laughs> I'm trying to like, yeah, absolutely we can, but I don't want to bring up any uh, any sore spots for you uh, and talk no, about the bills. Like, but yeah, why well, have Adam. memes that have come out of this have been amazing for him to reference the 9/11 terrorists as a example of teamwork. <laughs> Adam is so mind blowing. <laughs> the amount of jokes I've seen that have been like just landing because it's like, who would do this? Like. I don't want him to coach my team anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wyatt, uh, you might be closer to getting your wish. I just... How does that come to your mind? <laughs> That's like the drill tweet. You do not, in fact, have to give ISIS credit. <laughs> like, you don't got to get them. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, Anyways, the Bills have to go like five wins you, in a row to get the playoffs. You sure know That's how to it. pick them. Oh, yeah. It's a... It's, a, it's I guess the Chiefs. Yep. It's easy. Yeah. They're gonna do I, it. I know they're not make the playoffs, but then Sean's gone because he can't. If they don't make the playoffs and he makes the account, you can't have him. Right well, again, that's the Doc Rivers thing, right? Like couple of years, I'm like, okay, well they blew it this year, but at least this is gonna result in Doc Rivers being fired, and then it wasn't, and it was like, oh Jesus, what's it gonna take? Because then the losing means yeah. something, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm, Twenty seconds is when I knew he was done. I can't have that guy coached anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah, coward football. I don't. And like then it. the 9 11 thing really put you over the top. Yeah, that was the last. <laughs> yeah. the strongest like, you know what? Drink. It was like, wait, you a could have come back from what I saw previously, but now we're never ever getting back together. Can you imagine the looks of the room when you deliver that comment? I'd be looking like, did I just fucking hear? That? <laughs> I would be like, he didn't say that. I'm convinced. I that I misheard him because nobody <laughs> in their right mind would say that. So what am I even thinking about? It didn't happen. Yeah. Okay, let's go to break. All right, we will be back for hour two of Trust the Process. When you hear your name called, I want you to go over to Coach Butts, and I want you to pick up your jersey. Those jerseys are so cool. For everyone who has waited to be chosen. Lewis! But is still waiting. Rivera! For everybody who has dreamed of being somebody. Scanlon! 
but he's still dreaming. Walker! For every person who only wanted that one chance. For the rest of you. But never got it. I'd like to thank you for trying out. Your day has come. Let's kick some butt. Are you ready for a miracle? <laughs> Kill the mice box. Look, you berserk old Barbie doll. You can talk the talk, you walk the walk. Somebody call 911! Warner Brothers and Amblin Entertainment present. Where in the hell do you get off trying to put together another team? Guys like you and. Kids like that, I mean, they can't help it, they're no good. Rick Moranis. Who are you, Vince Lombardi all of a sudden? It's Pee Wee football. Ed O'Neill. Oh my God, Coach is a vampire! Peanut butter and jelly sandwich? You'll never get anywhere treating your helmet like a lunchbox, son. And a cast of small wonders. Timmy, I'm not sure, but I don't think that goes there. In the story of a gridiron miracle. League rules clearly state, one town, one team. Meet me at half court. It's the 50-yard line, Dad! Now, with a little professional help, They've got exactly two weeks to learn how to pass. What a hunk. Hi. Catch. Son, if you're gonna cheat, win. Block. Get the fear out of your eyes. Let's go. You got it, mate. And kick butt. Want intimidation? I'll show you intimidation. Little Giants. Do you like football? No. You want to play football? No. Great, you can be on our team. Heroes come in all sizes. All right, we are back. It is hour two of Trust the Process. I'm Jordan Bowman, joined as always by Mr. Wyatt Arndt, the stanchion. And it's time for the best theme music. And I guess I kind of have to say this because you're the captain a little bit even outside of the segment. Uh, the best segment uh, on the show and maybe in Let's all of it. podcasting. It's time for Captain's Corner. All right, Wyatt. What have you? Uh, what have you cooked up on Captain's Corner today? Uh, are you forgetting something? No. Forget. You're supposed to have a joke for me every week. This is your. This is your moment to, to shine. Oh, okay. I got one for you. It's a sidekick spotlight. Oh, okay, so, so and get, you're gonna oh. play the music, which is <laughs> great. <laughs> oh yeah. What? Okay, just play your music. On today's uh, sidekick spotlight, I would like to prepare and present this joke to you. Okay. The floor is yours. All right. So, Wyatt, um, I I had a birthday recently. Yep. Mm -hmm. And uh, my my girlfriend, she got me me a thesaurus. And let me tell you, Wyatt, it's the world's worst thesaurus. Not only is it terrible, it is terrible. Oh, I see. I see. I, I see what you did there. It's a writer's joke. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Perfect. All right. So we are going to get to the uh, Smash Mouth Challenge in, in a little bit. What? The Smash Mouth Challenge. All-Star. Uh, have you listened to it three times this week? Uh, yes, I did. Okay. When? Like recently? Uh, yeah. Or? I listened to it. Uh, fucking, I listened to it in Mexico when I was on the beach. <laughs> did you? I'm like, <laughs> I am so clear of mind right now, just staring at the ocean and watching the waves stands. roll in. I'm going to take a break from this sublime tip that I've been on, and I'm going to listen to All Star 
right now and just really soak it in like sun rays. And I feel yeah, like that was good. So I did that. I did it on the airplane, uh, and then I listened to it um, last night. Okay. Okay. Before we get there, I'm going to run some, some tests here. I want to just going to ask you, because I know there's the cyclist is uh, the hero. A hero of sorts, but suppose some people question their bravery. So if you could just answer on the cyclist's behalf, I know you're not. Yeah, I'm not him, but no, but you have an idea of the mindset of the cyclist. So just answer these questions and how you think they would answer. Yeah, yeah, okay, I can, I can do my best. That's all I can offer okay. you. So, which scenario are you afraid of the most? Uh, would it be being the guest of honor at an ornate orgy held on the estate of Chad Kruger from Nickelback? Being forced to have a chain fight to the death with your best friend in the parking lot of a Wendy's. Oh, that's that. It's the Wendy's thing that makes that really tough for him, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice save. <laughs> Finding out that everyone around you at all times can hear every single thing that you think. Nope. <laughs> I don't even need to hear if there's a fourth one. Well, actually, I think you're like, right. That's it. What, what? Do you want to hear yeah, more? I actually would like to hear more. Okay. Uh, having a group of mean teen girls appear every time you feel awkward for the rest of your life. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh. All right. So like, imagine that. Like something bad happens. Like, you trip and fall in front of your coworkers at work. You pick yourself up. Your pants have split. There are the group of teenage girls. Oh, they'd be... Here's the thing. They wouldn't even need to say anything. They'd just be like furiously texting and giggling to themselves. Oh, and I just... And I would feel an inch tall. Okay. Yeah. That's a rough one, That's too. a rough one. Uh, being captured and put in a cage dressed in an ill-fitting blue polo and khaki slacks uh, on the private island of the CEO of Best Buy. Okay. So, like, ill-fitting Best Buy uniform. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Did I get um, meals in the prison cell? Uh, he didn't say. I assume you would. Yeah, they're not there to kill and there's you. there's no teenage girls going, oh, look at his shorts. Those things don't <laughs> yeah. fit at all. Uh, so, which one of those is, uh, do you think the cyclist would be afraid of the most? All right, well, not the thoughts one. That's, you know, that's okay. I'd probably say he'd be most afraid of, oh, those are some some bad ones. I think maybe, like, maybe the teen girls. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, lock it in. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. You would know him more than yeah, I Yeah, I'm so. just really trying to think what he would say here. Definitely not the chain fight of Wendy's. He's down for that. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> hey, if you win, hey, a little junior bacon cheeseburger after a little Dave's yeah, double true. action. Right? Something to look forward to. Something to fight yeah. for. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll go Teen Girls. Okay. Let's roll the top. Uh, which scenario scares you the most? Uh, here's another question. Being mocked by a small group of very mean teenagers. It <laughs> lines up with the other one. <laughs> Just run that one all the way through. Uh, oh, I see a theme here. Uh, chased by a gang of angry Best Buy employees all wearing blue polos and khaki slacks. Okay. Uh, you're making out with someone super hot, but then suddenly you realize they have tentacle arms. Oh, there are people <laughs> who are super into that. And I'm not one of them. Uh, being forced to wear nothing but tube socks and a hot pink baseball cap in public for three weeks. That's bad, that's bad but it's, it's time limited, though. I feel like that's... Uh, no, it's, like it's still bad. Like, I'm going to yeah, go to the like grocery can... store. I'm also going to wind up on some sort of registry. But it's not like it's the rest of your life. Like, that's like, you, can gun, you can gut that one out. It's, no, saying, it is for the rest of your life because, you know, people will be taking pictures and stuff and it'll be well documented and it'll live forever. Not if you own it. Not if you own it. Hey, it's how I dress. But it's just like tube socks. And that's it. I'm naked, though. Yeah, and, and a baseball cap. Oh, okay. Can I use the baseball cap over my junk? 
No, it's got to be. Yeah, then that's. Uh, this one's okay. bad. All right. Uh, someone emails your parents uh, videos of you having weird sex. Oh. <laughs> well, my dad's not with us. That's like half of a problem. But still, no. Yeah. And was it so weird sex? Yeah, it's not just regular, like, oh, accidentally. It's like weird sex. That could mean so many things. Yeah. So it could be anything that's just like. All right, yeah. this one has quite some, quite a few options here. I think I'm going to go with the weird sex thing. Yeah, I don't know how that would yeah, that'd be a, a rough one to. Yeah. <laughs> like, I wonder what the subject line would be. Like, you've got to see this. And it's just like, no. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't be something that you would imagine is like, oh, a spam thing or, oh, open yeah. this for your coupon. It'd be like, you know. Yeah, it'd be something to get eyes on it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it at all. All right. Okay, next one. Which one would freak you out the most? It would be standing on the edge of the roof of a very tall building. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's... Okay, yeah. Being forced to stare at the blinking dot, dot, dot on your phone as you wait for a text from your crush for 24 hours straight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Being trapped in an elevator with a hungry grizzly bear while wearing blue polo and khaki slacks with a Best Buy employee. And this person went through it at a Best Buy. He didn't <laughs> yeah, get a return or something, and they gave him store credit <laughs> instead of back onto the card, and he did not get over it. Uh, getting framed for selling crystal meth to toddlers at a gymboree. <sighs> There's a lot going on there. Yep. Uh, having to eat daily at a deli that is strongly rumored to occasionally secretly serve human meat. Mm, I don't want to know that I like you. Hum- sorry, he wouldn't want to know that he likes human meat. Yeah, I never had an issue with it. Uh-oh. Oh, geez, yeah. You're not the hero you set yourself out to be. Um, What was the second to last one again? Uh, This is the crystal meth to toddlers in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> I think I could very clearly uh, see the cyclist arguing his way out of that one. Like, okay. what does he know? He's four. I didn't sell him crystal meth. He's making it up yeah um i think maybe the edge of the tall building to okay. be honest as a cyclist he's ground-based for a reason no that's, that's, that's doesn't even true. go off of jumps wide two more scenario well two more questions and scenarios uh getting trapped in a basement teeming with a wide variety of insects oh okay uh having to do a ted talk about your weirdest masturbatory fantasies but the audience is members of your family <laughs> Mm-hmm. Is that worse than the email of the video? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, being dosed with both LSD and P- PCP without knowing it before going to a close friend's wedding. Yeah, I think it's actually worse than the video because there might be questions. <laughs> You're still thinking about Yeah, that's my thing is like there may be eyes. a Q&A portion of that evening where if just the video I could kind of just like shy myself away when instead they're like... Yeah. In actual, yeah, Q&A where you have to get into it. So, <laughs> Tending a microphone out to the audience. So I'm confused. You're dressed like Craig T. Nelson from Coach or they're... Yeah. Th- okay, no. <laughs> uh, so the metaphor going for the end zone is what? What do we do? What is Bowman? <laughs> Having all your body hair shaved off against your will by people wearing blue polos and khaki I knew spots. they'd come back somehow. <laughs> yep. Uh <laughs> Being sent by your boss uh, to something called the bludgeon room. That could be a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which of those? I'd probably say of those, the cyclist would be most afraid to g- describe in detail to do a TED talk about weird masturbatory fantasies. Uh, final set here. Having your crush cruelly reject you insists that you are so smelly on a live television broadcast viewed by millions of people. Okay. 
being tossed into the deepest part of a lake full of spaghetti and tomato sauce. Mm. Waking up to discover you've been tattooed, so it looks like you're wearing a blue polo and khaki slacks. Oh, my God. You can never escape it. <laughs> what happened to this person? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, finding out that there's a hugely viral meme with you making a very dumb-looking face. That's a great question. Imagine you became meme for being, like, the face of dumb, like, as happened to people. I was like, very, like, low, 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 low scale memed for a bit for the Crying Canucks fan thing. When we did the video, oh, okay. there's, like, a mm-hmm. gif of me or whatever just doing the, <laughs> the sobbing, like, in my Canucks jersey, which people, like, weaponized for, like, a little bit. Um, and like, oh yeah, look at this, Chris, you know, this is what Canucks fans all are. They're a bunch of crybabies. And it's like, it was a comedy video and <laughs> yeah. So, um, Hmm. I would probably, and one more, uh, getting locked in a cell with someone who's been a genetic, no, genetically modified to look and talk exactly like Jar Jar Binks. Oh, that fuck. <laughs> I'm locked in a cell. <laughs> yeah. Misa's so hungry. Misa masturbatory fantasies are odd. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'd say, yeah, he'd probably be pretty not cool with that one. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the total of how brave are you? Uh, 0% brave. <laughs> well, total scaredy cat. Sorry. That's what the quiz is. It's science. Well, in no, none of those scenarios was the cyclist like would would he have been on a bike? That's where the courage comes from is the ability to escape quickly. That's fair. I'm just going to quickly uh, do the one with all the Best Buy answers. I just want to know. Yes. <laughs> and then people need to know. Your bravery is 10 out of 10. You're able to, yeah. No. Okay. Best Buy again. Best Buy again. Best Buy again. Uh, you know, fair, enough. fair enough. You're just reasonably brave. <laughs> to work or to deal with the Best Buy people? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. This person knew their limits. So you know what? I'm not a hero. But. <laughs> That sounds familiar. that sounds familiar. I'm not a hero, but so. okay. So next, uh, one more game here. It's this is a fun one. I think it's uh, it's kind of like Wordle, but for movies, but not. We'll explain. Uh, there's five movies here, and initially, all I can give you is the company that made yep. them and how much money they grossed. Okay. Now you can ask for extra hints from okay. this. So you can I can give you the tagline for the movie. I can give you the plot for the movie. I can give you the genre, I can give you the actor, I can give you the budget, I can give you another actor, another actor, the director, okay. or the final gross, but that all takes yep. off points. Yep, well aware. Okay. Look, look at you fucking cocky piece I of shit. I didn't mean to say it like that. <laughs> oh, I'm well I, aware. I mean, I, <laughs> you know, you know I, what, Jake? Can I just hear his music one more time? Oh, i got to calm no. down and sit myself. I, I do know what you're saying, and I, I hear it now when I play it back <laughs> in my head. But uh, yeah, go ahead. Play the, play the song. Please, I, des- I deserve it for that one for sure. Yep, earned it. So, okay. yeah, I didn't mean to say it like that. <laughs> oh, I'm well aware. Uh, so, so. There, I don't think there's a way for me to say those two words together and not sound cocky. Uh, the distributor for this is Sony Pictures. Okay. It made $33 million gross. Next hint, please. I guess I guess for the week. Of, it was, oh, so in the year. This is all oh, great. For, I okay. guess the year. Perfect. Uh, January 14th, 2011. So that was what it made for that week. Okay. Um, and you can choose hints. Yeah, I'll have another hint. Which you can choose which, like, 
oh like tagline's uh, give minus me the 40. uh give me the director michael gondry oh um oh what was the gross again 33.5 million 2011 michelle gondry oh michelle yeah sorry. um uh can i get one of the actors please now, actor one is minus 40 points, two is minus 35, and three is minus 30. It's I'll, I'll take actor so. three. Cameron Diaz. Uh, being John Malkovich. Oh, no, that's, that's – oh, I got the – I fucked up the year on that. That's way earlier. That's like 98. You can guess again. That's one guess. You got 10 guesses total for all the questions. So. Um, actor two, please. Uh, J, J2. Hmm? J Chu, like C H O U. I don't know how to pronounce it. Is it Chow Chu? I don't know. It's J Chu. Um. Oh man. Actor number one, please. Seth Rogen. Oh, uh, uh, Green Hornet. That is correct. Yeah. Uh, next movie, number two, is from Universal. Yep. Uh, it made seventeen point eight million that weekend. What year? Say all the same year. So it's all from 2011. Oh, they're all 2011 movies. All from the weekend of 2011. So it's all the same. Okay. Yeah. Universal. Uh, can I get a director? Ron Howard. Actor three. Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder. I like this game. <laughs> I did not see that coming at all. <laughs> Ron Howard with Winona Ryder. Actor two. Kevin James. What? Speaking of that look. <laughs> what the fuck? Ron Howard, Kevin James. What are they doing? This is like your guests on 19 and a half years at the movies later. We're going to have Ron Howard. Uh, we're going to have Kevin James and Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder. Uh, 17 million. Uh, actor one, please. Vince Vaughn. What did Vince Vaughn do with Kevin James? And <laughs> what out. the hell? Uh, what other clues are there? So you could get the genre, the budget, the final girls. Those are all the cheapest. Yeah, uh, but I don't think that's going to help me out here. So yeah. I'll just wait. Then all you've got left is the tagline. Oh, what's the tagline? Two best friends. Nothing could come between them. Or could it? What? Would it be great if I was making this one up? <laughs> is that an option that you might be making it up? I have not, sir. Uh, what is it? Let me know. Fail. Do you, you still have time to like give the genre, the budget? No, Do wanna... I don't. I don't think that'll help. Okay, we got to move on because like you only have nine guesses for everything, so I'm yeah. gonna leave it behind. Okay. What? Yeah. Oh, okay, I'll tell you at the end. Right, at yeah, the yeah, end, yeah, I'll yeah, try yeah. and yeah. So, so the next one, sir. Paramount Pictures, eleven million. Again, the weekend was January fourteenth of twenty eleven. Oh, it's all that same weekend. Okay, now I get it. Uh, there is like you—you so you only have a certain amount of points to reveal stuff. Yeah. Um, so like you can reveal the plot, but that feel like is just too easy. I don't want you to do that one. That's just like because that's yeah. A, I can figure out what a yeah. movie is from the plot. Yeah. Um, what's the? I'll go with a uh, tagline. Punishment comes one way or another. Oh. <laughs> okay, and you said this was what was the studio again? Paramount. Punishment comes in one way or another. No, because they didn't do it. was Lionsgate that did Punisher Warzone. Uh, I'll get uh, director, please. Coen Brothers. Uh, 
thinking about it. Uh, actor three. Matt Damon. What the fuck? This is a tougher game than I thought. <laughs> uh, well, it hits like the third and fourth grossing movies, right? So they're not even going to be big ones. Oh, happens. wait a minute. Oh, uh, how much does genre cost? That's cheap. It's five. Minus All five. that genre, and I bet it's Western. Drama adventure. And as Greg knows, Western. Oh, okay. Uh, true Grit. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah! Sir. Okay. Next up, the Weinstein Company. Oh, God. Uh, Weinstein Company. <laughs> Nine million. Uh, can I get the director? Tom Hooper. Hmm. Weinstein's Tom Hooper. Uh... Actor three. Helena Bonham Carter. Oh, um, Les Miserables. Miss. Oh, and I can't go back, right? You can. You can ask. You can trade. Uh, get actor two. As many as want. Uh, Jeffrey Rush. Um. Oh shit! I know this. Uh, actor one. Colin Firth. Uh, oh, was it uh, King's Speech? Correct. Yeah. Last one is Fox Searchlight Pictures, 8 million. Tagline. I just want to be perfect. Ooh. Uh, director. Darren Aronofsky. Aronofsky. Uh, actor three. Vincent Cassell. What the fuck? It's January. This is the thing. It's like it's January of 2011. Like there's not uh, big ones in there. Uh, actor two. Fifth, yeah. Fifth movie of the week. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> actor two. Mila Kudis. Just want to be perfect with Vincent Cassell and Mila Kunis. Actor one. What is this? Natalie Portman. Oh, Black Swan. <laughs> oh, I'm embarrassed. When I miss on these I, things, I will say that I do get, not just from you on the show, I get dogged. Do you? On Twitter, I get DM'd from people, and sometimes they just openly comment on the show. Oh, and this one, okay, I'll admit to, yeah, Anna, you, you got me on this one. Uh, she dogged me for my lack of knowledge of when World War II ended. Yes, that was a rough she, moment for the show. To which I said, hey, I was close. I was within a couple of years. But she's like, you're in the middle of the war. Yeah, things were not great at that yeah. time. So, yeah, but it's not just that. I get dogged when I mess this stuff up, so... Yeah. Uh, you do have eight guesses left. We got. It. I can just pound through if you don't have any idea at all. It is for Ron Howard, Vince Vaughn, Kevin James, Winona Ryder, two best friends. Nothing could come between it, between them, or could it? Uh, is it a comedy? Is that the genre? Uh, I can no longer. I can't. You It's uh. Yeah, it's comedy. Of course. Because what else would it be with those guys? <laughs> Kevin James, serious drama. <laughs> With Vince Vaughn in his most serious role to date. Uh, yeah, what other clues? Like, uh, 
The budget was seventy million. It was it was it was a fuck me. It only made forty eight million. It was a losing venture. Um, it made sixty seven million worldwide, so it did lose three million dollars for the studio. What the heck? Uh you can give up. I give up. Okay, I'm just gonna enter Dragon Ball as your guest for everyone. Okay, here, yeah, just to get me through it. <laughs> you keep guessing Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball. It's not Five Nights at Freddy's, in case anyone was wondering. One more. Oh, hold on. And last call for instant ball was not it. Oh. Interesting. All right, we're moving on. What was it? You got to figure it out. I'm not going to tell you. This is you my own monster. <laughs> you absolute <laughs> villain. Now I wait. Hold on. Now I get. I have to go into All Star now, with my brain all trying to figure out what this is. Yeah, I mean this game resets every week, so I'm excited to play it with you. Uh, oh, this you is got, horrible. Uh, you got a high score still of 210. That was the 15th percentile. Not the worst. So you did pretty good. The other ones, you just that one killed. Nah, you. I, I feel really bad about Black Swan and Vince Vaughn and Kevin. And that's that's the Winona Ryder one too, right? Yep. With <laughs> Ron <Ron-Hour>. Howard. <laughs> it, it is real. It is entirely forgettable. What's the studio <laughs> again? Uh, it was Universal. Oh man. my! <laughs> I have nothing. $70 million, and I don't know how they spent that money. <laughs> Was that the price of Kevin James and Vince Vaughn? Oh, my God. All right. Uh, I will try and figure that out. Uh, I'm going to take a picture because I, I don't think I'll ever forget this movie again, but just so I don't forget. Okay. Sir, uh, it's time for yeah. All-Star, the challenge. This is what you're waiting for. I can see your eyes are ready. I'm, I'm really shaken up excited. by Vince Vaughn and Kevin James and Winona <laughs> Ryder and Ron Howard. I'm really shaken up by that, but I'm going to I'm gonna shake it off. I'm going to dial in here. Remember to go at a slow pace because if it fucks up, it fucks up. So, like, I got to click at each one. Yeah, of the I know how takes, it, yeah. yeah. I'm well yeah, aware. The, the nice pacing. Somebody once. Yeah, I, I'm well aware. <laughs> All right, sir, uh, on your mark, whatever you want to go, we are going to attempt for you, again, for anyone who's listening for the first time, to try and recite the lyrics of Smash Mouse All-Star. You cannot make a single mistake. Or the quiz is over until next week. And until then, you are a devout Seahawks fan until you pass this quiz. Remember, when we first started this, if you fail this for a month, there is a Seahawks jersey in your future. Oh, no. So that I was there. don't yeah. remember that, but. I do. So we're now only at the third week now. So this is oh. halfway there. Oh, like, that's really added a lot of extra pressure. You're. Re- I know you're going to try and find some, like, Steelers who played for the Seahawks as well. You'll try and find some. So it'll be given to you. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, let's do it. All right, start. Somebody mm-hmm. once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. Can I ask, is that pace good? That's good. Okay. Perfect pace. Well, the years 
start coming and they don't stop coming fed to the rules and I hit the ground running. Didn't make sense not to live for fun. Your brain gets smart, but your head gets dumb. Fuckers, you're going so fast. You sped up. What are you Sorry. doing? <laughs> you got so much I'm faster. Because I'm singing it in my head when I'm doing You can't sing it in your fucking head. <laughs> I got to fun. So you got to get to that in the zone. Okay. To play for. Fun. Fun. So, yep. I'll slow down. Yeah. So to start after fun, I got to start there. Like you were going, you were going Didn't so fast. Because I can't help but get into the, it's a good song. Let's <laughs> say it right now. If I get into it, you can't, it gets in there. It's infectious. Okay. It's like, yeah. For fun. Your brain gets smart, but your head gets dumb. So much to do, so much to see. So what's wrong with taking the back streets? You'll never know if you don't go, you'll never shine if you don't glow. And I think we're on to the first chorus now. So. Yeah. All, right, all right, all right, all right. We're progress, <laughs> progress. I got so fucked up by that, it didn't last time. I was yep. so mad because I was ready to go really deep in. All right. Hey, now, you're... An all-star, get your game on, go play. Hey, now, you're a rock star, get the show on, get paid. All that glitters Done. is... What? You're done? No! Yeah. No, I'm not. Fight me on it. <laughs> you always say it's like, like what, what? <laughs> get your sh- get your show on. Get paid. All that glitters. All is the next word. F- oh, <laughs> there it is again. Oh. This might be one of the worst games for torturing you. <laughs> It's the little things that are killing you. <laughs> oh. I live for the moments when you realize what you did wrong. <laughs> I, I tr- Okay, here's the thing. I've now accepted that something did go wrong. Because yep. this is it's not how you operate. But I swear to God, I'm right. <laughs> but again, the it didn't thing, really, I was convinced. Uh, okay. Because it's from the chorus. And the chorus was my sweet spot. That was just what I needed to get to to get me to the next verse, and I blew it. You got cocky in the chorus, man. And it's tough when you're going one word at a time, and you got to go slow. (laughs) There's an extra degree of difficulty there that I don't think anybody truly understands. And I think that's where these little words are going to fuck me up the most. Oh, shit. So next week, if you fail, it is the jersey. Oh, my God. No. (laughs) Only shooting stars break the mold. 
Yeah. It's a cool place. And I got it all. It's in there. <laughs> what the fuck happened? It's a cool place, but they say it gets colder. Oh, okay. All right. No. Uh, moving on. You want to take some questions from Twitter? Yeah, let's do it. Jinx, you owe me a beer. What? All right. If you want to be part of the process, follow us on Twitter at TTP Show Van and keep your eye out for the call for questions using the hashtag TTP Show. Uh, all right, Wyatt, first one comes to us from Sawyer Marsh, at Sawyer Marsh on Twitter. What's your favorite cocktail, and have you done all of your Xmas shopping? So, uh, you cut, what, you, what's your favorite cocktail? What? Oh, I mean, I don't drink too many cocktails anymore. I think back in the day, it was when you were younger, I, I did love the fucking peach bellinis. At, oh, uh, yeah. Was, yeah, those are just like the slush. That was just, that was, to me, it was so fancy. Yeah. Like a, a grown-up slushy, I was like, "This is so just exciting to me." So that was my my go-to. Nice. Uh, I'm more of a you know, obviously a whiskey white guy now, so I don't really hit the cocktails too yeah, much. Yeah, I like a good uh, like a margarita, like a good uh, Tom Collins. I'd probably say, uh, yeah, I'd probably go with the Tom Collins. And then White, have you done all your Christmas shopping? No, no, I'm a, oh, no, a last-minute kind of guy. So same, same. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I'm actually upset you brought it up to me right now because that makes me stress about it. So I'm gonna pretend it was a nast. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry, JD in Coquitlam at J A Ons Van. Uh, who was the better Sherlock, Benedict Cumberbatch, Johnny Lee Miller, or Robert Downey Jr.? Robert Downey Jr. doesn't count to me. I think he. I don't know if it's his fault or the fact that like the people who are hiring him have to realize he's he can only hide his Robert Downey Jr. Jr. so much. Like he was not, he didn't dive into the role. I don't think. Um, that was the peak of his Iron Man smug, quippy yeah. stuff. Like he's back to being proper actor now. I don't know if you've seen Oppenheimer, yeah. but he's great in it. And I'm tell- well, he can you do it. But a- I think at the time you're yeah, right. You it was just set your watch to it. He's winning best supporting actor this year. But at the time he was Sherlock Holmes, it was Tony Stark in Victorian England. Yeah, I mean, I blame the casting more than anything. That's not his yeah. fault. He got the payday. I get it. So uh, I like Benedict. I think he did. Uh, I also like that series as well. As that really, that Moriarty is my favorite Moriarty of all time. Yes. Um, that was just I. That was such an iconic villain showdown with him. I loved it. I loved it so much. Yeah. So. Also, ask who the better Watson, Martin Freeman, Lucy Liu, or Jude Law? Uh, which I go to the edge is the Cumberbatch, uh, Martin Freeman pairing, but I've never seen Elementary, so I don't know. Have a frame of reference for Johnny uh, Lee Miller and um, Lucy Liu. It's funny to bring up Martin Freeman because, um. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is my favorite book of all time. Yeah, you love um, And they've never made the proper movie. I don't think Americans get it. They don't understand what it's supposed to be. That's why I think it failed spectacularly. Because British humor is this super weird blend of being the most smartest humor you've ever heard and the dumbest fucking humor you've ever heard. Like, it's this weird marriage of, like, yeah, it's weird. Like, they have really dumb, stupid jokes. Like, that's so stupid, but funny, and then really smart stuff. And I think Americans just don't get it. And... For me, like the casting, Martin Freeman was just terrible. Like he was hot at the time, I get it, probably affordable, but he was terrible as Arthur Dent. And I was thinking like, yeah, like, you know, it'd be perfect. Honestly, in his prime, who would have been perfect for that fucking role was Hugh Grant. Really? Hugh Grant would have been, and so I was thinking of that. I just looked up when I was thinking about this. And apparently that's who uh, the author thought as well should be. Wow. Uh, Yeah, Adams thought, he used it before he died, a year before he died. I think Hugh Grant is the guy. Really? Like, when they're thinking about making the movie in 2000. I'm I'm really sorry for what I'm about to say to you, because this is exactly what I'm sure you as a fan of the book would hate to have happen. Uh, 
I never read the book Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I had a buddy of mine who was like super into it, but I saw the movie yeah. was coming out, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just get my story from that. And then I watched yeah. the movie and was disappointed in it. Uh, love me some Sam Rockwell. He's great in everything. But then I just kind of never really cared about reading the book afterwards or exploring that um, universe or anything at all because there was a bad taste left in my mouth from the movie. Yeah, I mean, the movie didn't understand the weird, quirky, dry kind of humor that it was supposed to be. Like, they just kind of Americanized it. They really, really fucked it up. It was not good. Yeah. So, yeah, honestly, the books, they're not even, like, a hard read. I'm not saying you're dumb, but, like, they're, they're an easy read. You're not going to get, like, a lot of time. It's short, like, very approachable book, but it is kind of weird humor, but it's, uh, it's tremendous. That has obviously influenced my writing because I like the irreverent weird oh. humor more than Well, anything. now that right there makes me want to read these books. Yeah, they're still yeah, helpful. Right on. Um, Anna Forsyth at A Forsyth 03. When is Wyatt expecting his Nobel Peace Prize for writing an article from his house while sick one time? <laughs> I have submitted it. I've submitted it myself. Um, serious question for a serious person, and I have uh, very. I'm waiting on it. Uh, you know, some people say I'm a hero, and I agree. And uh, you know, just I'm just I'm glad people realize that. You know, it's like sometimes you do things, people don't you know realize how much and how hard you're working at it. So I do appreciate that uh, Anna recognizes yeah. that. So thank right you. Uh, Chris Roy at C underscore Roy 33. If you could exchange one player on the Canucks for any other in the league, must be a comparable age and salary and for the most part talent. Let's not just go Myers for Bedard here. Uh, playing the game of a realistic swap, who would it be? Well, if you're doing a realistic swap, you're looking probably for like sentimental reasons. That's exactly um, where I went. Yeah, who'd you go? Juleson with? for uh, for Stetcher. Oh, I mean, I mean, you're underselling I, Stetcher. A bit, yeah, right? yeah, I I, <laughs> yeah, I know. I guess but uh, all right, well, Juleson's from Abbotsford. Troy's from Richmond, so mm-hmm. you know, local boy. That works. Yeah, I like that. Um. <sighs> I mean, it's going to be probably someone from my Buffalo boys. Um, mm. But they're so good, though. Like, there's no comparable to fucking Tage Thompson on this team. I can't. Zadorov's tall. Tage yeah. Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there we go. That totally, totally works. Uh, let's see here. CWSC Andy at CWSC Andy. Is, o- is Otani going to stiff Toronto due to the media circus today? So, obviously, just a lot of bedlam this week. But uh, this particular Friday about Shohei Otani and the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, yeah, why would you think watching all this stuff unfold? It's like one of those things where it's like a quiet place where like you need everyone to be very quiet. Like everyone's got, no one can make a noise. And if you had like an entire country and asked everyone to be quiet, there's no way it's going to happen. Yeah. Right? So if he's a guy that wants his privacy, what should have happened was media shuts down. No one says a word and everyone just quietly watches their TVs. That's not how humanity works. Instead, people were tracking a fucking plane that he wasn't even on. <laughs> <laughs> that had a Shark Tank guy on it. That's the funniest thing. Because that's what the people say. Like, wouldn't it be funny if it's just some dude? And now he's not some dude, but uh, he is now forever linked to this sort of story if this, like, doesn't work out. Kind of remember when they were tracking Shohei's plane and this dude got off of it? Because Media Circus is an understatement. When you're tracking planes, that's a desperation move. Like, that never pans out, ever. <laughs> this doesn't work. Crazy. It never has. The Canucks have done that too. I can't remember who it was, but they've done the same thing too. I think it might have been Sundin for all we know. I can't remember who it was, but there's someone there tracking planes. They're like, just relax. Uh, and like, they're like, the, the story started growing where it's like, and like me jumping in, I'm like, oh, there's a sushi restaurant that's been booked. It's like, oh, that would get a little here? racist. <laughs> it feels like, right? like, it was just bizarre. And so if you're Otani, he's like, I just really kind of want like a, a, a laid back place. 
instead of having like you know one city be all over you, you've got an entire fucking country because it is interesting all Canadians right like that is kind of a big move to have the greatest baseball player join the Blue Jays because even if you're not a fan of Toronto even if you're not a baseball fan I know Greg hates baseball he's a big basketball, basketball guy but guy. let's say he was a, a baseball fan like you'd be you'd still be intrigued by it right like so it's just going to create this kind of buzz like so if you're Otani unless that like I don't know. It feels like it made the deal harder. If I'm him, like, oh yeah, that, that I, a, yeah like, without oh question. Especially if like part of his camp's thing would be, hey, we don't want to leak our just visits to any of these teams, so don't let that stuff get out. Uh, you know, trying to protect his privacy or whatever. And now, yeah, wouldn't it be funny, amazing if they did one of those like, let's uh, put some false info out there and see who leaks it. And they told like Toronto he'll be on this plane, and they leaked it. <laughs> yes, like... that would be interesting. That'd be the most interesting <laughs> thing that'd be happening in sports right now. I know, but I got a Shark Tank friend who can take the plane. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's he's rich enough where they won't tie it back to us yeah exactly so it'll be like yeah of course he's got the plane and all that but oh man they're gonna bite on it yeah we'll put this shark tank guy will go here and this shark will get mark cuban flying over here let's see what we can do here so but just like on the surface otani to the blue jays like that's as massive as everybody's making it out to be so like it's a big circus and everything but that's a huge deal that's honestly on par, like, for the reversal would have been Gretzky to L.A. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. the king of their sport kind of leaving. Like, obviously, like, I mean, I mean it, it is on, like, because like, the guy's a fucking ace pitcher and ace hitter. Never it's happened never before. Like, 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 he is, is insane. You can argue that he's the greatest player ever of all time. Yeah. So, like, his, so that that is very much, especially to go to Canada where they're, like, they're, they're, they always lose the players and they haven't been spending money, all this stuff. For that, to, for him to go to Toronto team is, like, that just doesn't compute. Uh, so the, obviously the heel in me thinks it would be hilarious that he doesn't sign there because of all this because I'm not a Toronto fan so that would be uh, very amusing yeah. but uh, yeah honestly it's 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 intriguing man I, even I'm like looking around like what's what's going on with Otani and I don't really care where he ends up yeah uh, you know if he wants low key if he wants you know his privacy and stuff those teams are there baseball's a little eh you know I'm sure you could go to uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Or the Oakland Athletics, or the Cincinnati <laughs> Reds, or there's a variety of teams you can go to. I mean, heck, you're in Anaheim with the Angels. Uh, I think that's another thing that would be hilarious if he just like resigns with Anaheim. Me and me, me and Trout are just gonna run it back. <laughs> uh, I mean, do you? Here's the thing. I'll ask you right now, straight up. Do you want this to happen for Toronto Blue Jays? No, I, I don't. Mm. I don't. Um, but I do want it to happen for Canada because it's a fun story for Canada. How about this? So, Shohei Otani says, I have signed with a Major League Baseball team. I have signed with the Montreal Expos. Figure it out. Yeah, yeah make it happen. That's where I'm you going. You need to build I'll a team. I'll be playing baseball yeah, in Montreal. Yeah, and they build a team around him. Yeah, Larry Walker comes out, the high five. <laughs> you want to talk about a Canadian hero and legend, the guy who resurrected the Montreal Expos and brought them back from the dead. Well, yeah, if you're looking for a legacy, sh- that would I mean, be something. Shohei Otani, I guess we have to. Bring back the Expos. I like they get Vladdy Jr. Oh, yeah. Okay. I like it a lot. Um, Sinky at John Sinky 604. I think you answered this question. If you could change one casting decision for your most favorite oh, or least none. favorite movie, what would it be and why? Asked and oh, answered. Nailed you nailed that. Nice. Wow. I didn't even see that. That's nice. awesome. That is, I already yeah, explained. <laughs> Ryan Hank at Always9490, host of THNO Fantasy Cast. That helps new one, uh, Fantasy Football Cast, and the PP1 Podcast. Ryan asks, he says, gents, good day to you. What? Can I just say quickly that the title of the podcast, I always think like you're listing it off and then you yourself are giving commentary. That helps that no one. Yeah. Anyone. 
Yeah. The name of the show is That Helps No One. I should probably say it the other way. <laughs> hey, hey, Wyatt, it's a good yeah. note. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's a good note. You've been smart. You've been, you've been smarky tonight. So I didn't know if you're gonna do it again. Like <laughs> maybe you were taking shots to other people. I, I was just making sure. No, sir. Nope. Just not as good at this as sometimes I can be. Uh, what dinosaur do you think would taste the best? And what? <laughs> Stop laughing at me over there. I just think the All Star. It really was the movie quiz. You were in the zone, right? That movie quiz crushed you. And I still don't know what the movie is. Vince Vaughn, Kevin James, Winona Ryder. <laughs> okay, because Kevin James did some shit. Like I want to guess. Oh, here comes the boom or whatever. But no, Vince Vaughn wasn't in that because I feel like I would have. And Winona Ryder, I think, definitely wasn't in that. Oh, these are the top three build actors. They weren't like this in the randomly. It's not some trick like, oh, they were an extra. Like these were the top build actors. And I feel relatively familiar with Vince Vaughn's filmography because I like Vince Vaughn a lot. But Kevin James and Ron Howard did directed this thing. <laughs> and it bombed. So they thought it would make it. This is like an I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. And I almost guessed that. And I'm like, no, that was Kevin James and Sandler and shitty. Mm-hmm. There was a time when they really, after Chris Farley passed away, they really banked on Kevin James. They did. They really did. (laughs) They went hard to the hoop on that Yeah, they said. Which I know Greg understands that metaphor, but they went hard to the hoop on that They sure did. Yeah, they did. They did. Way to tie it back to Greg. He loves basketball. Loves it so much. Uh, What dinosaur do you think would taste the best, and what would be a pulled pork taste of meat from a dinosaur? I think, like, obviously, like, you know, when you get, like, bigger fruits, they don't taste as good as smaller fruits, and it gets less True. flavor. So I'm going to go with, like, a little compi, a little small dinosaur. Oh, yeah, okay. Into a, yeah, yeah. You think, like, oh, T-Rex, I get the nice gig, giant steak. Too big. Too fucking muscly, that thing. Yeah, You're not going to get in there. Oh, no, that's going to be a leathery, a leathery eat for sure. Like, like a little compi, I think, like, you, you get, like, little wings out of it. Like, a little, that'd be, like, drumsticks. Be Look nice. at you. Answering questions before they're asked, what dinosaur would get bred solely for wings? <laughs> Compies. <laughs> rare form tonight and then he says cheeses gratings instead of seasons greetings okay i like okay. it okay. joshua griffith at joshua griffith zero what do you guys make of christine sinclair's final match for the canadians women women's national team at bc place cool to have over forty-eight thousand out for a sporting event big night that night because uh, the canucks were also playing as a hughes bowl right yeah, he's a Blueza. Uh, I mean, that that's awesome. Like that, she is the biggest Canadian soccer icon there is. Uh, so you know, the right way to send her off and have her go to the Canucks game and having a few soda pops yeah. uh, at the game, and enjoying it. That was pretty fun. So, uh, yeah, it's honestly she deserves it. She's she's, you know, when there were games on. Let's, I don't watch men's soccer that much either, but when the women's soccer was on, I would watch it because she was such an exciting like top of the, of her league player. Yeah. So she drew me in. So. Uh, that was awesome. I also just like far prefer women's soccer to men's soccer. I, I can't even really describe it, but I just I think it's a more exciting game to watch. Uh, Becca at the Chewbacca also asked with Christine Sinclair's retirement from international play. What's your favorite moment from her time with Team Canada? My answer would be all of them, but you guys could choose just one if you like. That heartbreaking game where she like was it the four three, goal game? Yeah, three. The, yeah, three she goals, got three goals three. in the states. That, that's it for me. That's the first thing that jumps out. That was the 2012 yeah. Olympics. I remember I was yeah. uh, briefly at times living in Nanaimo, helping my friend um, uh, and his dad like build their house and getting so hyped up for the Canadian women's uh, games and that game against the states. And we didn't do any house building that day. We just spent a day like you know watching that game and. That fucking sucked so much. But and in their loss, she was so awesome and dominant. It didn't feel how the fair. Game was called, yeah, it didn't she, feel like, fair. It, 
yeah it it stands out for both amazing and terrible reasons but like that is like kind of one of those things where like she almost willed the team to win on her own and like just against all odds and refs and everything she managed to almost pull it off right like that was yeah but even with the loss she ascended to like legend status so she didn't need the win it happened regardless it just would have been you know extra special for uh for that win there so yeah it was kind of like the the Messi and Mbappe kind of World Cup final where like like they just went toe to toe like you were watching like heavyweights go out and that, yeah like, that's to reach the top of your career and have like that moment like that, I mean there's something you said about like even 2011 and 94 like to go out like that like you you made it you give it your best shot like that. There's something to be said about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not having like a go at soccer because there are times where it's like a heavyweight belt like that that pays off where I get how captivating and I get sucked into it too. It's just, you know, as an average sport, watching a match between West Chesterham and, uh, you know, Crystal Palace or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know if I can really get into that. I've been watching the Wrexham thing, which has been fun. Welcome to Wrexham is excellent. Yeah, it's done well. It's got like a lot of the story of the town, and it's it's, it's they do a good job of give, creating that emotional link to them, which is what sports is all yeah. about. So like it's it's done very. Smart. I cried a few times watching that show. Yeah. Really? Are you on season two or still season one? Season okay, two, yeah, yeah. I haven't started season two yet. I've watched yeah. season one uh, very recently, and yeah, I'm super impressed by the show. Uh, and they're like really just cavalier about things too. Like you know, I'm going back to like season one sort of stuff, but like firing coaches and shaking it up and things aren't working they're you know frustrated and i love McElhenney getting up with his kid at all hours of the of the morning to watch yep. the wrexham games live and stuff and how much he cares about it it's yeah it's really really nice and i love the story of the town and everything and yeah it's good stuff it's also been cool like because like uh ryan Reynolds has never been a huge sports fan like it's kind of his thing like he doesn't you know he's always been to but that twitter keeps but, getting like, him to is... try and support the canucks right everyone reaches out and yeah. tweets at him right can you care. do this yeah Maybe we'll now. Maybe we'll now. Because like he's got, like, he's gotten emotionally invested in this team and soccer now. So I like, guess it's kind of cool to see that kind of uh, journey he took. Yeah, uh, Chris Phillips at Phillips Chris Twelve Bowman. Ever since you started cheering for the Seahawks, they've been losing. I know <laughs> it's been terrible. <laughs> Please get the lyrics to All Star right this week so we can rid ourselves of your cursed calves. Why are you coming at my calves? Oh man, we got to get you a jersey. That's also, where's Insidious? That's, everyone's asking that. I get people asking me that on the streets, on Twitter, and DMs. Oh, uh, not just one insidious, but two insidiouses. I get them all the oh, time. Oh man, I'm just no. I'm gonna get it next week. I'm gonna. Well, but there's still a lot to go. What the fuck was the word I missed? <laughs> <sighs> it's amazing. And what's that movie with Kevin James and Ron? This is a bad episode for me. I don't like it. <laughs> what I don't like it. Uh, Lisa loves hockey at Lisa Martin image. Uh, Two part question. One is Bowman now a 12 fan of the Seahawks or do we need to schedule an intervention? And what is on your Christmas wish list? I personally wish for Petey to re-sign with the Canucks. Ooh, that's for the betterment of everyone. That's that's typical Lisa. Yeah. Others. Um, yeah, you, you get told man question first. Uh, answer that one, I guess. Uh, am I a 12 now? Uh, I mean, it's hard to argue that I'm not because I'm so invested in this team and, and watching them play games to hopefully win them, uh, which they haven't been doing. I can't. I got to make sure I stress that. And it's been doing just awful things to me emotionally to watch that happen. But, uh, no, I think um, uh, Pete Carroll is going to turn this ship around. And they're going to start getting some wins, and they're going to win themselves right into the playoffs. You know what I think they need to do? They need to lean on 
the history of the team and just kind of go with some of those ground chuck yes. game plans. Now that, yeah, ground <laughs> chuck was awesome. And that's not even like a, I have yeah. to say that. Like that's, I was so impressed with that. Natron means business, man. Uh, we still one part, so that was the second part of that question. Uh, Christmas, uh, we Christmas will get to it later because Lisa, Lisa is uh, she has joined the humble U tier. Humble U tier. We'll get to her episode oh, yeah. later. Obviously, I just want to give a shout out to her for yep. that one. Uh, Christmas wish list. Uh, I don't know. Like I'm at the point where like there's nothing I'm like really really love. So I just end up kind of wanting to like people give money to like animal shelters. I'm always about the animals. So like I have nothing I really. I'm dying for right yeah, now. Yeah, uh, kind of the same. My family, you know, a year or two ago kind of just moved away from getting each other, like, presents and just kind of focusing yeah. more on, as lame as the sound, Christmas presents, spending yeah. time with each other and everything without having all the material goods and, and all that, which has been, like, really nice. So, because... Do you have a sign that says presents, not presents? Because that, that'd be pretty that's good. That's good stuff. <laughs> um, like, we do the white elephant, like, gift exchange. It's like a family thing, which is which cool. You yeah. get kind of one gift, and there's the extra added element of that game to it. But it, as the years got on, it just got harder and harder for me to be like, hey, so what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, "There's I don't need anything. Like, do something mm-hmm. nice for, you know, for somebody else or whatever. But I'm yeah. I'm good. I'm satisfied. I feel okay. So, yeah. But PD resigning, let's go ahead and put that on there because – Nice. Although people kind of dogging that a little bit recently. I do think he is injured. Yeah. So, like, you'll match a little bit better. And people will be like, see, he could play better, but I think it's injured. Yeah. And I think that's a guy you you roll the dice on regardless. Like, oh, yeah. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, James Aryan at Jimmy underscore Yan. If Garland is the Toyota Corolla of players, which Canuck is the used Mitsubishi Delica? Oh, God. Like how many miles are on this bad boy? <laughs> oh, it's a used Mitsubishi, sir. Okay. There's, there's, well used. Yeah, those things get driven. I feel like that would be Chris Tatum if he was Yes. <laughs> and you know what? And so you know what? He's coming. Canuck. We've already said he's yeah. coming. Uh, I'm currently tracking planes out of Calgary. Uh, yep. Yep. So, uh, yeah. There we'll are several just, coming from Calgary. We'll just save this for when he is here. But, yeah, it'll be him. Yep. And that'll be the thing. It's like, hey, the Delica's driven into the driveway. Chris Tatum is a Vancouver Canuck again. Yep. Garrett at Ash Empire, our first ever sponsor, which he's got the ability to have that designation forever, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, not counting Save on Meats. But uh, he's like, you are at the music store. You have to buy only one album on vinyl. What are you buying and why? Is this like it was put out on vinyl, but they can put it on vinyl now? Like, what are we No, I say any album ever of all time, uh, you, can, you can have it on vinyl. Uh, I am going to just go with, you know, I've never had a bad day listening at Sum 41. I'll kill her. No oh, right on. I don't care. Fucking just jams. I love it. It's not going to be a bad mood. It's not too heavy. I'm not going to be crying about it. It's just a good time. Nice. Nice. I'd, uh, I'd go with The Benz by uh, Radiohead. Uh, love that album. That was from 1995. And that was kind of a real musical awakening where it's not just like, oh, there's stuff beyond just like the pop music on the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a really, really great, like timeless album. I love every song on it front to back. So yeah, that one. And I think you and I both agree. Aside from those, our answer would be the Space Jam soundtrack. Oh yeah. Yeah. Clearly. Cord McKay. Well, and the, and the soundtrack from the Vince Vaughn movie and Kevin James. Which was, oh, I didn't think it would come out. I was, I was hoping that just, if I start saying it, that it'll just come out. But, oh, man, I really got double tapped this time. Yep. The all-star thing. All right, I got to shake it off. 
All right, Cord McHenry at Hockey Teeth Cord. If you were the writers of the other guys, uh, the movie, oh, what a great film. Instead of being the uh, Derek Jeter, who would you have written Terry to have shot? Bonus points for a catchy name like Yankee Clipper to go in with it. Oh, that's that's a tough question on the fly for me. <laughs> I like the nick the nickname part is hard because that's like you got to come up with something yeah. fun. Uh, I was there to make it local. Um, can we make him a hero? Like, what if he shot Lafayette by accident? And then all of a sudden, oh. <laughs> <All> of a sudden. <laughs> I think if this is like, I can't remember other guys, I think maybe came out in 2011 or 2012 or, or something like that. But I think if that was the era of like, remember Lynn sanity with Jeremy yeah. Lynn, if like yeah. he shot Jeremy Lynn instead and ended the run of like Lynn sanity instead of Derek Jeter, because I wouldn't want to go with another baseball player. So I'm kind of shopping around other New York sports. Um, oh, you're trying to keep the theme. I see. Yeah, yeah. I mean that would be good because then, like, you would always think that Lynn Sandy was going to go exactly, on and, you'd be and that right. it was Terry's fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's got a good mental side by it. Yeah, because yeah, like I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the Jeremy, uh, the Jeremy Lynn era. There's like documentaries on him and like those performances he had. I've never watched them, but there's I've seen quite a few. I'm like, we're really squeezing the stone dry, but I think it was a really big deal at the time. I remember so. Uh, Daniel P at the philosopher. Do you have cold drinks in winter and hot drinks in the summer, or do you only go for the opposite weather drink temperature combos? Very good question. Yeah, I'm a basic bitch. I go opposite. Really? I just yeah, yeah. If it's hot, I'm having a cold drink. If it's cold, I'm having a hot drink. That's how it works. I don't want to overthink. Okay. This. I prefer ninety-seven to ninety-eight percent of my drinks as cold as I can get them. I'm not a big like warm drink person. Um, but, uh, yeah, in the cold times do love a good hot chocolate or hot cider or coffee or something. So I'll probably go with, um, yeah, not as much. I prefer for, for cold drinks, Austin and Langley at Deaky Pete, 1640. What is essential in a man cave setup? You need the nice, the nice spot. You're going to either, you need a spot. You have a nap. Honestly, any man cave, you need a spot. You can nap. Like, like a good That's a great call. Chair. That's a, that yeah. is f- a phenomenal call, which I think. It might not go with it with a name, but I think a man cave needs a chaise lounge. Yeah. It's a honestly, couch. It's a like, little bed. Yep. Yeah. You grab, you can grab a little, so you, a, a place you can grab 15 minutes up to four hours. If yep. You need to like, you need a, yeah, that's, you need that. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's such a good one. And that's a good one to start with too. All right. Why? If you're building yeah. it out, what else do you need? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm a lights guy. You know that I need, I need my, I need my cool neon lights. Honestly. Yeah. Like I need if my lighting. If you folks I don't need... know why it, you know, that guy can light. Yeah. Yeah. I love the lights, the, the pink lights, purple lights. That's that's part of my jam. It's uh, yeah. It you like were the first yeah. one to ever show me the sensor lights that were on the back of your TV, and you were playing yep. the Marvel movie, and the lights behind the TV were. I still don't understand the science of how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a simple man, folks. But uh, yeah, that was super impressive. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love the light stuff. For me, it's, it's the ambiance and the relaxing place to, to sit is what does okay. it Okay. Um, I'm going to add a dartboard to the man cave. Okay, I mean, that, that is very traditional. Yeah, very traditional. Yeah. Sometimes you need a little throw, and you feel good when you when you make a yeah. good shot in darts. So I would add a dartboard. What are you throwing in the room? I will have my, uh, one nice bottle of whiskey. I feel like if I'm going to go down the traditional path, I do need that nice little, have a rough day, have a little small tumbler of whiskey. Yeah. I'm going to add some really nice whiskey glasses to it. Now, when you you want the the tumbler, you want like a decanter? Like what's your fancy whiskey thing? Is this I Mad Men? I like the theory of a decanter, but I don't use them. Yeah. So I, like, I appreciate them when I see one, but I myself, I'm not going to partake and in it. And it's also, I, yeah, I, it's I, a man cave yeah. too. It doesn't need to be ritzy and kind of fancy. You want it to be comfortable. 
Honestly, my, my view of decanters are always because my mom was a huge soap opera fan and I would just, as a kid, you'd, you'd watch what your parents mm. watch. There was always those dramatic scenes where the guy would walk up to the bar and look into the camera and pour himself. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's yeah. what a decanter is to me. <laughs> I was thinking like the business executive or whatever was like in his office, just has a little stash of like whiskey and, and pours a power glass of it. Anytime someone uses a decanter, something bad or stressful has happened. Like That's it's not true. a time for like, right? Like I don't, I think to me, I get anxiety looking at decanters. <laughs> Uh, what else are you throwing in the room? Uh, I mean, my dog's gonna be with me. Oh, nice, yeah, cool, a nice dog. Be- <gasps> a dog chaise yeah, lounge. Yep, yep. Going for the doggo. Yep. Right on. I like that. Uh, I mean, obviously, in your picture in your head, if you can have room for the nice little bar set up there, I think that'd be kind of cool. Two stools. That's always fun. Um, and then like the neon light with your name, like you know, stanch in the back. We probably like custom lighting. The oh, neon you, light yeah. Oh, you've well. got a you've got a plan now. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, obviously, my uh, Joe Montana jersey hanging on the wall. Yep. I have my Deion yep. Sanders jersey hanging on the wall. Yep. yep. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, uh, that's, a, that's a pretty good I don't want a yeah, book show. Yeah, that's a good yeah, start. A good start. Yeah. Uh, yep. Canucks fan in Calgary at T Seds, T S E D D S. Uh, do you think there's a chance that given uh, certain owners give players. Uh, Gifts or alternative forms of payment, like a free car, free apartment to live in, free trips in Bali to sweeten the pot outside the salary cap. Do you think stuff like that's happened? That fucking Bali trip has taken a life of its own. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think you'd be naive to think otherwise, right? It happens in the NCAA, which I understand that happens because they're trying to avoid paying. But, like, if you're in a system that caps how much you can spend, like why wouldn't you be leaning on that, right? Like, teams talk to players when they shouldn't begin with, yeah. and then why wouldn't they be like, hey, you know, there's a nice house you can stay at whenever you want, wink. Yeah. Right? Like, I, there's no way they, they are doing that, mm-hmm. right? Like Stuff they can keep on. off the books and all that sort of stuff. This isn't like, you know, yep. Reggie Bush, US, USC, where they're going to pull that stuff into the limelight and take your Heisman away. So, yeah, no, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's it for questions from Twitter. We did nice. it. Well you answered a couple of them before they even got asked. I'm on, I'm on the, my game right now. It's again, I, again, I'm not feeling Anna. Again, a heroic effort from yours truly. <laughs> the Nobel. That's going to be two Nobel prizes for you. Yeah, one for writing, one for podcasting. And you know where I'm putting those? Right in the man yep. cave. Perfect. Yep. All right. Uh, shall we outro? Uh, yeah, I think it's time. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Trust the Process. We are part of the Hockey Podcast Network. As mentioned, you can catch our show on iTunes, Spotify, and nearly everywhere else you get your podcasts. Uh, if you want to be part of the process, follow at TTP Show Van on Twitter and keep your eye out for the call for questions using the hashtag TTP Show. Thanks to our trustees for leaving reviews on iTunes. If you're listening on iTunes, leave a rating, leave a review. We appreciate it, and it helps with the metrics. Wyatt's update on uh, Corey Marshall and uh, Mike Paris's cards. And they received it. Oh, Corey got paid yes! off. Yeah, he, he got his card. Yeah, sorry. Uh, and uh, Paris, I'm still... I'm still struggling. We're going to fight it for power because now he's a patron as oh. well. So, like, he's he's playing. I will admit he is outplaying me right now. Uh, it doesn't happen often, but my Paris is, is is playing chess and I'm playing checkers. So, I will get his card, but I just feel like, do, is there some legality issues with him getting paid in Starbucks? I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> Can I pay him in, in Safeway cards? I don't know. So, I got to reach out to Mike and figure this Fair out. Means. Okay, cool. Well, that Corey got taken care of. That's a good guy right there. Do you get a chance to interact with him at all during that process? Reach out to him? Yeah, yeah. He's a super nice guy. I reached out on, uh, he has one of his Instagram, but then I got his number, so we uh, talked a little bit. And uh, he had a Starbucks on, on me. Yeah, Corey Marshall. I'm Jeb. 
Um, all right. If you want to hear more from me, you can subscribe and follow to At The Movies 10 Years Later. Uh, and then Wyatt has a uh, movie podcast as well. Um, I swear to God, if your guests on this week's episode are Ron Howard, Kevin James, Vince Vaughn, uh, and Winona Ryder, I'm going to be furious. But my show looks at movies that were number one in the box office 10 years ago. Wyatt has a, a bit of a twist on that premise. It's uh, nine and a half years at the movies later. Now, look, I was sick this week. Uh, normally, I, I hit these intros with a, a bomb, but uh, I know ChatGP has got a lot of detractors, and people are upset with it, and I should write my own stuff. I'm a writer. That's what yeah, I do, but I was tired this week. I couldn't. I didn't have it in me. I asked ChatGP just, uh, hey, can you give me an intro? Just write a very simple premise. Can you write an intro for Wyatt Arts podcast? That's all I yeah. said. It scans the internet. It finds my podcast and gives me an intro for it. So I, again, this is what the robots found. It's how they found your song. Like, who am I to doubt them? This is the intro. It's a bit, it's a bit wordy, but I'm going to read it out now. If yeah, you could, of course. If you're okay with that. Okay. Uh, welcome, cinephiles. You know what? You know what? You should be reading this. What am I doing? <laughs> I, I almost realized, thought what I am got I doing? away with it. <laughs> I almost thought I was really going to sit here and listen to you read what this am I without doing? subjecting me to read it for you. But what am I thinking? I'm off my game. I'm just I, I'm on it. And I'm off. I'm, it's COVID for you, right? Ups and downs. Ups and downs. I thought there was. I thought I was gonna get through that. <laughs> I'm just gonna email. I know you, you right are. Now. I've already had my email open. I know you're emailing it to me right now. Well, I don't know how this is all gonna play out. And it has been said to you, sir. I will say that the guest this week, before you get to that, uh, was Vincent D'Onofrio, who was in the cell with Vince Vaughn. Yep. Uh, Hulk Hogan, which is controversial. Oh, very controversial. I'm disappointed <laughs> yeah. in you for having him on. <laughs> Sorry. He ate a lot of sushi, brother. Uh, that is one of the most horrifying... I think when I die, that's the last I thing t- I, t- I told you, man. That's... Bullshit, <laughs> man. All that sushi, brother. You know what I think about every time I've had too much sushi? Hulk Hogan fucking. <laughs> uh, Mark Wahlberg uh, was also on the show, but the guest host was Lamar Odom. Um, <laughs> and the movie was... Uh, you know, already co- covered Harry Potter. That dominated for a while. Shrek already covered. Uh, it was the day after tomorrow. Was what we went over yeah. back in June 2004. Uh, if you could read that again, ChatGP, read the intro for my show. Uh, I would really appreciate it. All right, and I'm gonna give you. This is a cold read here, uh, so yep. I'm not gonna read this. And no, I'm gonna say it this way. So I'm going through one word at a time, like it's a Smash Mouth song. Here we go. <laughs> Welcome, cinephiles and popcorn enthusiasts, to the Silver Stream extravaganza that is 19 and a half years at the movies later, where each episode is a blockbuster of cinematic insight hosted by the maestro of movie musings himself, the one and only Wyatt Arnd. <laughs> it's trying. <laughs> it says, uh, the card says Arnd. That's From fair. Hitchcock That's to fair. Spielberg, Wyatt's encyclopedic knowledge and chariz- charismatic delivery have turned this podcast into the Hollywood Boulevard of the audio world. Everyone's walking down it. Oh, this wow. podcast isn't just a hit. It's a supernova of entertainment that even has the Academy Awards reconsidering their categories. With Wyatt at the helm, each review feels like a red carpet event and fans eagerly anticipate his every word like it's the reveal of the next Marvel post credit scene. Wow. Wow. But let's dim the lights for a moment and address the <laughs> elephant, or shall we say, the slightly befuddled film buff sitting in the other book. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Dial it. Sitting in the other podcast corner. Yep, it's Wyatt's old friend, Jordan Bowman. Bless his heart. Oh, fuck you. 
All right, sorry. That's just me coming through. All right. Bless his heart. Jordan's podcast? Well, it's like that movie you watch only because it's raining outside and you've seen everything else on Netflix twice. He tries harder than a contestant on American Ninja Warrior, but alas, his podcast is more like the straight-to-DVD sequel nobody asked for. Holy shit! Sometimes Wyatt can't help but feel a pang of sympathy for poor Bowman. It's like comparing the Avengers to a group of misunderstood vigilantes trying to save their neighborhood from noisy dogs. Noble effort, but no one's calling them to assemble for a sequel anytime soon. (laughs) Oh, and speaking of comparisons, let's talk about melons. Cantaloupe, what a tragedy. Dry, flavorless, and about as exciting as a mime doing a rendition of The Sound of Silence. Now, honeydew, that's the real star of the fruit basket. Sweet, juicy, and more refreshing than a plot twist in a Christopher Nolan film. So grab your popcorn, settle into your favorite theater seat, or just cozy up with your earbuds, and join Wyatt Arnd on this epic cinematic journey. Because in the world of movies and podcasts, there's Wyatt Show, and then there's, well, there's Jordan Bowman's podcast. (laughs) Bless his heart. Popcorn emoji, star emoji. Go fuck yourself, Wyatt. I was fucking bitching. What was the line about fucking people getting together like to save stray dogs, but no one's asking for I'd rather not revisit what the line was. Just read that one line over time. That wasn't part of the deal, Blackheart. That wasn't part of the deal. What was the line? Uh, I'm scrolling through all of the nasty shit it said. Uh, okay, here it is. All right, the dogs. You want the dogs line? Yeah, I want that. All right, that line. let me get in here. All right. Sometimes Wyatt can't help but feel a pang of sympathy for poor Bowman. It's like comparing the Avengers to a group of misunderstood vigilantes trying to save their neighborhood from noisy dogs. Noble effort, but no one's calling them to assemble for a sequel anytime soon. That's so harsh. (laughs) Chachi, if you might have something. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and then what is it? It's... uh... Uh, it's the movie you only watch because it's raining outside and you've seen everything else on Netflix twice. <laughs> that fucking hurts. <laughs> two times. You completed Netflix. Oh, fuck, two bless his heart. And then, yeah, <laughs> bless his that's heart. what it got me. Yep, it's Wyatt's old friend, Jordan Bowman, bless his heart. Oh, jeez. Uh, he tries harder than a contestant on American Ninja Warrior, but alas, his podcast is more like a straight-to-DVD sequel nobody asked for. <laughs> I'm getting cooked. Wow. Wow. How was the read? Did you enjoy it? Did I do did I, I do really good? loved it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Well, at least I've got that going for me. Wow, yeah, that was vicious. That was the only person I think who could cut me down sharper than that would be BD Wong. Oh my god, that that still was oh, fucking <laughs> just destroyed me. All right, well, uh that's all for this week. Thank you all for listening. Uh, Don't forget to eat your Werther's candies, and no matter how bad things may seem, you can always trust the process. Anytime is a good time for the swear word party. You know what I mean? We trust the process. That's right!